Hey guys, this is Wildcat Chris Harris, TNA original and one half of six-time TNA World Tag Team Champions, America's Most Wanted. You are listening to the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. TNA Wrestling, Cross the Line. And we're back with bonus episode number nine of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. And as TNA remains on a bit of hiatus mm-hmm. leading into Slammiversary 2005, Dallas and I have been seeking out other content, whether it was from three or four years prior to this hiatus or during that same time frame and in this time it's the same time frame as you're listening to us it is june 10th 2023 and 18 years ago there was a ecw reunion show and no i am not talking about ecw one night stand because that happened on june 12th under the wwe banner instead i am talking about Hardcore Homecoming, which was set up, if I'm remembering correctly, by Shane Douglas and Jeremy Borash. And it features a whole bunch of different ECW towns and quite a few TNA towns. And that's what we're watching today. So, Dallas, are you ready to go hardcore? I'm always ready for a little bit of hardcore. Are you ready to go? Extreme. Extreme. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know any other catchphrases for. Yeah, I don't know if I do either. Um, well, Are you so... ready to join the revolution? Yeah, join it. You ready to go? Uh, well, for fun, I well, so I have the DVD for this, uh, which I was flashing at Bob before we got on. I had that same one, but I think I got rid of it. Um, it's the platinum edition, which I think they're probably all. Because it includes um, over three hours of bonus footage, which, of course, guys, we are not watching. Um, it includes some backstage footage, historical bonus matches, uh, exclusive interviews, and much, much more. Uh, this DVD is copyrighted 2005, too, so I believe it came out probably later this year. Um, and it, it says an extreme reunion. And I can tell you right now why about this show. If you look at this cover map, could you tell me why why Dallas was probably walking? In, I believe I bought this at Media Play. You got it. I definitely bought it at Fye. You bought yeah. it because of Raven. Yeah, that's right. Because there's a giant Raven drawing right here on the front, and I immediately was like, "Yep," which screams to me that I've I'm definitely watching enough to um, point that out. Like TNA, I'm watching enough TNA at this point. Or have DVDs or whatever that I'm like, I got to get this because I know who that guy is right there. Um, so on the back here, I'll just read this to you because it's kind of fun. It's kind of a little the little teaser. Egg. It says, for one night, the world's most famous bingo hall in South Philadelphia was brought back in time to an era that redefined professional wrestling. Hardcore Homecoming was a night of nostalgic emotion, great memories, and legendary matchups. 
Fans traveled from six countries in all 50 states to witness hardcore homecoming, shattering box office records as the most successful independent wrestling event in U.S. history. From the shocking surprise guest appearances to the controversy with the Athletic Commission over using barbed wire in the main event, Hardcore Homecoming left fans buzzing about one of the most spectacular shows of all time. Now, I wonder what the issue was with the barbed wire. Because, I mean, they they had used it before, like in ECW. Unless before it wasn't, like, real. I'm assuming they, they're saying they used real barbed wire. I, I'm almost wondering if it's just, like, maybe they've tightened regulations since or no, something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, something tells me in the 90s there wasn't as much of a, um athletic commission stronghold on wrestling. Um, yeah. Probably because they didn't need to be at the time. And then they did all the stuff they did, and then they were like, yeah, we should probably, we should probably do something. Which, by the way, they're all bullshit, but... Yeah. It's wrestling. However... Uh, and it lists matches, which we don't necessarily need to go to because I have a couple, uh, well, a note from a Shane Douglas interview, and it kind of gives a little teaser of what we are going to be watching. And I think that's, and including some of the matches. So I think it's kind of good to get the job done as a little preview here. Then, <clears throat> excuse me, then we are going to get into the show. And as we did last week when we watched the XWF, uh, which I thought I just said wrong, but I didn't. Uh, which check that out in the archives. It's from last week. It uh, was an interesting bonus episode. Yeah, because you like to say XPW. It's the X, man. It's yeah, the, it's the X. That's and I, by the it. way, I don't like XPW, so I don't know why I say it so much. I don't know if that's true because you had wanted to watch XPW. Well, I wanted to. I so I would be more open to watching early XPW, uh, because of that I've always seen clips of, even when it was like a thing. Um, current day XPW is the trashiest wrestling I've ever seen, but I see clips on, uh, on like Twitter a lot. Now, when they were coming back and they had the return show, I thought it was going to be cool. I was, and it was like an hour away from us. So yeah, I kind of wanted to go and, um, I'm fine that we did not do so. I knew it was going to be a shit show from like the beginning. I mean, from the yeah, very you, you did literally did say that. So, I mean, you're definitely not lying there. I was not surprised by that. Uh, but yeah, so during the show today, we will be covering our normal TNA notes. So stay tuned for those, including a pretty lengthy one, which uh, is pretty interesting. So we'll be covering that during the show. But first, um, so I believe this interview was with Shane Douglas on. There's two episodes. It was an interview with Bob's favorite, Alex Marvez. <laughs> yeah, he so, is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, so, and the, this is like the Dave version where he kind of just pulls the important shit out of it, which I like better than uh, what Alvarez does if it's available. So, it says that the Hardcore Homecoming show on June 10th, put on by Shane Douglas, and I believe Bob is correct. I think Jeremy Borish helped out with this too. Um, the final lineup looks to be Shane Douglas versus Terry Funk versus Sabu, Raven versus Sandman, Just Incredible versus Jerry Lynn. The Eliminators versus a mystery team, and apparently the rumor is there is an attempt to reunite the gangsters. Um, but they at least want to get New Jack involved, so there's at least one surprise uh, opponents that we'll see here. What was, what was that with the Eliminators? The Eliminators against a mystery team. 
and they're going to try to reunite the gangstas, is the rumor. Hmm. And it says that yeah. for sure New Jack will probably be involved. So we'll see. Uh, we got Kid Cash versus Two Cold Scorpio. The original FBI, so Tommy Rich and Tracy Smothers and JT Smith versus Chris Chetty and Axel Rotten and Jason Knight. And then in all, there will be 41 former ECW stars in the show. So, and then it kind of goes in the morning notes part. So even though Douglas and Francine have been on bad terms uh, for years, which we actually talked about years ago, if you remember Bob, mm-hmm. because uh, he is in the company she was for a little bit as well. TNA, that is. Um, in the interest of authenticity, Francine is scheduled to manage Shane Douglas in the main event. So even though they have some personal issues at this time, uh, they're going to put that behind them to do this show. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Douglas was on the Wrestling Observer Live and said the idea of doing the show came from when he uh, learned from a WWE source that WWE was going to do their own pay-per-view. And the original idea was that WWE was going to use no outside talent. Douglas thought it would be good to run a show with the outside talent. At one point, WWE had the doctrine that anyone working for Douglas wouldn't be used on their show. But I'm sorry, I'm choking. Uh, But when Paul Heyman was brought back to write it, at one point, apparently, Stephanie McMahon wanted Heyman nowhere near the ECW show. I think we actually even talked about that a little bit because there is some TNA talk involved. But um, So she wanted Heyman nowhere near the show and even made it clear to the writers to not even talk to him about it. Uh, he wanted everyone from the era involved. So <clears throat> WWE changed its tune and even uh, at first went to Douglas to try to convince TNA to allow Douglas, Jerry Lynn, Raven, and at the time, Kid Cash all from TNA, to work the show. Douglas asked if, in return, WWE could, WWE talent could work on his show, but was told no. Uh, Douglas said that they didn't even see their own uh, arrogance out of that. Uh, ultimately, after arguments from both sides, Vince made the call that no TNA talent could work the show and that it wouldn't ma- have mattered because Dixie Carter <clears throat> independently made the call that no TNA talent would be allowed to work the show. Uh, The big thing on the Douglas show is that they're going to have the Forever Hardcore DVD for sale uh, for the first time, which is basically the rise and fall of ECW, largely with people who are excluded from that WWE release, like Shane Douglas, Raven, Gabe Sapolsky, Jerry Lynn, Kid Cash, Sandman, New Jack, Todd Gordon, and others. Um, They also apparently expect to have the DVD of the card, so the one I have right here, out within two weeks. Douglas uh, talked uh, talked about talking the sh- or, sorry taking the show on the road, saying that there'd be international offers, and talked about running in former ECW strongholds like Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and Fort Lauderdale, which is pretty interesting. They do end up actually uh, doing a few more shows. They do. It looks like two additional um, where. Actually, Bob will probably cover a bunch of this in our Indian notes, at least briefly, because Raven wrestles on one. Yeah, and it's like what Cleveland and yeah, yeah. So I was just trying to I was trying to peek quick at the matches. Yeah, so they so did three more. There's the three. So yeah, there's the East, East, East Hardcore Homecoming, 
Extreme Reunion Tour, uh, Tag 1 and Tag 2. So the first one, yeah, Bob Cleveland, Ohio. Second was Maraca, Pennsylvania. And then, of course, and who knows, maybe um, this other one we will potentially do as another bonus episode. You never know. Uh, it was November Rain, and this was once again in Philadelphia on November 5th, 2005. <laughs> and I think there's one obvious addition looking at that card compared to what we're watching today, and that would be Team 3D. Right. And I believe that match isn't, it says the match is not on the DVD because of copyright issues because they joined TNA. That blows my mind, especially if it, they signed it before oh. joining. That's crazy. That is bullshit. Yeah, that's weird. There's also a steel cage match on that one. Yeah. So, hey, you never know what will happen later in the year if we need to do a bonus episode or if we just happen to have some extra time and end up doing one. I'm not opposed to that. I do like that Hardcore Homecoming is kind of like listed as like a, that's like the promotion. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Um, but that's like my little, my, our little preview here. Uh, we actually don't, I don't have any other Hardcore Homecoming notes necessarily that we're going to be talking about during the show. We actually, it's kind of cool because since there's been TNA involvement, we've kind of been discussing it uh, here and there with notes. Um, but Besides the TNA notes that we're going to talk about, that is all I got, Bob, before we get extreme here for Hardcore Homecoming. All right. Well, let's get into it then. It's the June 10th extreme reunion known as Hardcore Homecoming at the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. There are seven matches on the card. The runtime for this, is three hours, six minutes, and one second. Now, you can watch this on YouTube. Uh, we downloaded it off of YouTube. So if you run into any issues, maybe you should just download it off of there and uh, watch it with us. I'm going to count down from three. When I say play, that's when we're going to get this show started and relive some ECW. So here we go. Three. Two, one, play. I was sitting on mute and I'm trying to explain everything I was seeing. So <laughs> there was like a, a warning that they weren't affiliated with someone or something. And now we're seeing a bunch of fans screaming and uh, Joey Styles talking about the uh, ext- extreme reunion thing, essentially. And I'm sure actually some of this, like Joey Styles here talking, is from that forever hardcore. Um, like documentary. I just thought that was Brian Nobbs, but it was Axel. Okay, I literally almost said that, and I was like, Bob's gonna think I'm a fucking idiot if I say that. I thought that was Brian Nobbs. I was like, why is he here? A rematch from the night the line was crossed back in February of '94. That's right, eleven years later. 
Funk, Sabu, and Douglas. But it's a no rope barbed wire. Barbed wire uh, shenanigans here. Who made who so many years ago? I mean, Terry Funk pretty much made Shane Douglas. Oh, did you? I don't know if you just noticed that, Bob. It was so subtle. Next time they do that little fuzzy shit, it is a very, very light flash of the ECW logo. Oh, really? I don't know if it's intentional or if they like wanted to pull that exact thing from like an ECW show and it kind of like got left in. But dude, check that out next time they do that. Look real hard at it. Oh wow. Because so I'm sure I, they, I'm sure they just ripped it from a show like you said. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Terry Funk's here talking about getting WWE contract from and all that. So I have a feeling, I think Bob kind of gave us a little preview here, but there's a potentially a very long video package <laughs> to yeah. uh, start off the show. I'm pretty sure this video package goes for about 10 minutes. Well, and if that is the case, um, let me let me give you a longer form TNA note here. Um, just for the sake of not having to worry about doing such a long note during a match. But to do so, i got to turn my volume down on this or I'm going to be stumbling over my words like you wouldn't believe. Okay, so, one second. Clear my throat. So, uh, this is from the Observer Newsletter on June 13, 2005. Uh, so Dave says that, you know, TNA is remaining currently in a holding pattern this week with no television deal. They still have a pay-per-view scheduled for June 19th and have upped the radio advertising for the show to make up the loss of television. Much of what has happened has remained secretive all week. Sources very close to negotiations between TNA and WGN for an 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern time slot with, uh, on the Superstation version of WGN. Early last week indicated talks were continuing and that they were open to press time. Uh, there were there was hope that something would break toward the end of the week, if not by next week. But with every day that goes by, it becomes more of a question mark. It is not exactly clear when the snags are, other than they were significant. There is also a possibility of the show being only one hour instead of two, which would be a WGN decision not a TNA decision. The upside to that would that they can tape two shows in one night, thus saving greatly on production costs. The other big question here involves WGN's commitment to the show. The booking mindset is uh, basically if it's a 13-week deal where they need to result, where they need results in a hurry, would be very different than a 52-week deal because slowly building storylines are the way to go. If you've got time, uh, leeway to do them. Now, another possibility being talked about is trying to reopen negotiations with FSM. You kind of heard about this before already, too, but mm -hmm. uh, to try and get the old TV deal where they would uh, pay for time but not make a six-month commitment. That would enable them to move to Spike TV. Spike TV does open, uh, if they do, essentially open up in late September or give them more time to finalize the WGN deal. But it would put the company in a holding pattern because it's clearly established they can't make money off the FSN time slot. Oh, we're in the ring now. Hold on, I'm pausing. Is he just going to be talking in the ring? Who's this, yeah. Bob? Bob, how do you say his last name? 
Uh, Artez? Yeah, something like that. Or Artiz. Oh, Here's Todd okay. Gorin, the original owner of ECW. Do you think TNA could do a two-hour show in 2005? No. I don't think they have, like, the depth for it. Sometimes they can barely do the hour show. Right. And I mean that nicely, but, like, I know, and I know wrestling was a little different then, but, like, two hours of essentially squash matches. Although, I will say this. They do sometimes build up the, like, I'll just use Monty Brown and Jeff Jarrett as the example. Now, it wasn't... It was built, but not built. You know what I mean? They did a big title match on an impact. They made that impact feel big. So if they really tried hard, they could. But you can't be doing, like, the Naturals versus David Young and Lex LeVette all the time, then. Like, I feel like we got, you got to give me a little bit more. Yeah, and I think, especially on FSN, because you're making no money, that that's kind of tough. Because I feel like you would have to have an influx of talent. You'd have to probably bring in... Probably 10 to 15 guys. Right. Just so it's not a repetitive show. Yeah. It's uh, it's very odd to me. Um, so t- listen to this. So this this note kind of continues, because this is in a different section than the TNA section of the Observer, because he kind of just like wrote a whole thing about it, but it was all really good. This part really gets me. Apparently several hundred fans uh, came to Universal... On May May thirty first for the canceled TV taping, hundreds, several hundred fans. Yeah. Oh man, did not know that they were canceled. Well, Jimmy Hart, who did so apparently on his own without the company requesting him to do so, went to Universal since he lives near the area, and told the fans that there would be no tapings, but there would be the show on June nineteenth. Now, part of the frustra- part of the issue and the frustration involves the behind-the-scenes future with Jeff and Jerry Jarrett. Wrestlers and others in the front in the front office were almost unanimously in amazement that the Jarretts would be taking seriously a deal with Dave Nelson of the Nelson Corporation. Now, I don't know if we mentioned him or not before, but I do have a note about him that we will talk about during the show, and actually including the next section of this. But he's essentially someone who's trying to potentially buy it, and I think he's the one that Jim Duggan is kind of involved with uh, so he's been posting on the internet claiming that the tna wgn deal is dead which is not the case um so he's talking shit uh, wgn has apparently just reached a deal for sex in the city on its superstation which would air monday through friday nights although no time slot was announced for the acquisition wgn runs a 10 p.m eastern time national newscast so unless it's going to be programmed after the news that would gravely affect the two-hour monday night show Although it doesn't appear to have uh, played a part in negotiations. So, yeah, sex in the city could potentially ruin the WGN deal for TNA. You know, that's kind of weird, too, because obviously sex in the city being on HBO and having like uncensored and whatever kind of material being on WGN would be, I would have to say, heavily edited. That's a really great point. It's like, you know, like the Sopranos on A&E. Every other word was bleeped, you know, or like yeah, instead of fuck, they say frick. And it's like, come on. Uh, Joey Styles just came out, by the way, and so did Don Callis. Cyrus. Oh, sorry. Sorry. 
Cyrus you're you're going to have to help me with that shit, dude. I'm sorry. Cyrus the virus. Cyrus the virus. That's right. I um The network. Is this a good time to just admit that I've probably only seen, like, the popular old ECW stuff, so, like, I don't really know a lot of this. Like, this is a good time well, you to know. Well, you're not the only one. A lot of people see the downsides, Kales. Um, yeah, yep. no, a lot of people. So I said down, Kales. You also fuck you, dude. Yeah, well, it's Cyrus. Yeah, but it's said it too. From the network. Cyrus from. I know. No, a lot of people watch the popular stuff, you know, 97, 98, whatever. But arguably, in terms of in ring, the final year of ECW, you know, on average is probably the best time. Now, obviously, people are going to be, well, Eddie and Malenko. Yeah, Eddie and Malenko were great, but there was also, you know, Ian Rotten against Hack Myers on those shows. So it doesn't, you know, kind of balances out. Now, Joey is getting a fucking massive pop here, by the way. He's going to be emotional. Here we go. There's the hat guy. Hat guy, which actually, I'm going to scroll up for my TNA note real quick, because I do want to finish it, but there is a section that Alvarez, or sorry, yeah, Alvarez points out from the Douglas interview, where apparently, hold on. So they, he says, we were allotted a certain amount of money from an ad budget. This is Shane Douglas. I'm sorry. Uh, but Alvarez posted. Anyways, uh, and we spent none of none of that money. So once word reached the Internet, the show pretty much sold itself. So apparently a month and a half before tickets went on sale, uh, we were uh, essentially getting all these emails to his website. And people were calling Borash and himself directly at TNA trying to get first dibs at tickets. At that point, he says that they went back to the old club ECW lists. Uh, we still had records and contact information for those people. Uh, <laughs> so we have them. We essentially look at it. it says ECW right on the screen, dude. Yeah, but is, did they do that on like the actual thing, or is that put in afterward? Like, well, whoever uploaded this, I can't imagine that they would do. Yeah. Yeah, okay, this looks. This actually looks like shit, so we might be watching the shitty version here, because here comes uh, Joel Gurner. But anyway, so basically what happened is he gave old people, like Haggai, the chance to buy their old seats if they wanted. And apparently every single person that they contacted bought a ticket. So they had 40% of the building sold out before they even put tickets on sale. Wow. So this is part of probably why they were... Uh, what's, what's 40% of, like... 1300 make me do math right now dude i was trying to actually look do we have an actual number on off cage match doesn't have a number here uh it's about 520 so yeah we sold about 500 tickets then Okay, so I've definitely decided okay. that, Bob. You're right. Whoever uploaded this just put something here, and it's really annoying. Because I, I mean, it goes away, obviously, but I don't think. I mean, you could probably put your DVD, and it's not going to have that. No, you're totally right. Because they, it's, he's talking right. This is stupid. Okay, I gotta. I'm going back to my TNA note because now I'm pissed. Uh, so Nelson, who I just mentioned, uh, he's been at several recent TV tapings with Jim Duggan, and many wrestlers have spoken with him, with one after the other, calling him this year's version of John Collins, who apparently is a promoter out of Evansville a few years ago, who claimed millions in backing on a national TV deal, ran a few tapings, and it turned out in the end to be a major scam. 
Whether true or not, this is almost a consensus wrestler reaction to him, and the people can't believe the Jarrett's with all their experience in wrestling wouldn't see through this. So Jarrett at first was pushing the idea of the new group would offer Panda enough to make up for all their losses, slightly more than $20 million over the last three years. But it ended up being $10 million for TNA. Nelson this past week claimed that he was pulling the offer pulling the offer from the table, which Panda apparently never uh, seriously considered this offer anyways. Uh, the fear is that if the Jarrett's go through with leaving, and much of the front office, like Jeremy Borash and David Sahadi, are close personal friends with Jeff, and most of the wrestlers' contracts coming due within the next few months, that this company, which truly doesn't have enough marquee talent as it is, will have the talent split in some way. Not to mention any talent WWE sees potential in will have that potential avenue as well. There's two more little parts to this, though. But uh, There is major internal frustration with the idea that people have worked so hard for three years for the company, uh, and the backers have been more than patient. Still... The Jarrett's and Carter's have always had an uneasy relationship, and it's no secret people consider Dixie Carter as slow to make uh, slow to make needed decisions. Everyone is well aware that due to negotiating for a Monday night TV deal, WWE is now going full barrel after company talent, as well as anyone in the company that is considered considering bringing in. Now, this is kind of relating to that CM Punk, Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson talk we've discussed. Um, so the company already uh, has WWE to contend with, let alone itself, partially because Carter was so strong in favor of going to AJ Styles instead of Jeff as the top star and the NWA world champion. Uh, Nelson clearly got some heat with TNA over publicly claiming that the WGM deal was off, even though an apology post, he claimed that the deal was off the table for right now, but it could happen in the future. Uh, he also wrote that a potential deal for Spike TV uh, couldn't benefit that the company that the company and would prove fatal because clauses spike wants in regard to guaranteeing ratings. So essentially he's saying that if they want to spike that they couldn't get the ratings that spike would want them to. Now, since Jerry Jarrett is talking with Nelson, he would have full knowledge of specifics of the TV deal. There's probably some accuracy to that. There is a shot and this wouldn't be until WWE leaves the station in late September that Spike would air wrestling on Saturday night in conjunction with an attempt to make Saturday night into UFC night. So it's a lot, but that's pretty much the whole, uh, that's the deal that we've been kind of go, dealing with. We've been hearing a lot about it. Could you imagine run, running a wrestling company and losing $20 million on it? Nope. That's bad. I mean, I know they're a billion-dollar company, but I'd probably have a panic attack, even if I was a billion-dollar company. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's just like a pet project for Dixie to stay busy. That's kind of what it, they uh, it's made it seem out to be, right? Yeah. Oh, Cyrus is calling Joe Gertner the same pathetic fat piece of trash that he has been. Fuck him up, Gertner. Fuck him up. 
I'm going, I'm cheating a little. I'm going to my favorite wrestling website, wrestlingrecaps.com, since we haven't been listening to all of us. Oh, shit, Gertner's going after Cyrus. Years of bullying, and he finally gets his hands on Cyrus. Although, hey, I think they had a match in I need, okay, I needed that background, so thank you for that. Oh, you didn't know that's, oh, I guess you didn't watch it. I have no yeah, idea. So, the history here is that Cyrus, um, would kind of just bully Joel Gardner and not allow him to do like his um poetry. Oh, okay. You know how he would do like Yeah, which we missed. He did do that. We did not we weren't yeah. listening because we were talking about TNA. So like Cyrus would kind of always cut him off and then you know ban him from commentary. And Joel would just take it, take it, take it, take it. And I believe at Anarchy Rules two thousand Joel finally kind of snapped and and beat him up. But here we are as well. It, and that's exactly why I need to be doing this with you. Yeah, because you don't know any of that. I don't know that. Okay, here, here we comes go. Simon Diamond, not Pat Kenny, Simon Diamond in C.W. Anderson. We have not seen him in TNA in a while, so I'm very glad to see him. Uh, how do you feel about C.W. Anderson, Bob? Uh, I I like CW. Okay. There's just something about him that I just do not give a shit about. Oh, that's too bad. I, I like him. I think he's uh, I think he's solid. So, a fun story about CW Anderson. So, our friend Austin Skinner from Icopon. The first 2CW show I believe he went to was the one with CW Anderson. And that is kind of uh-huh. how I... That's how I found out about it all. The title tournament show. Because... He like met. I'm pretty sure he met C.W. Anderson and we, and like he went with like a friend, and I'm like, what is this? Because his dad, his friend's dad, was a, a uh, regular, and so that's kind of how I found out about T.C.W. Yeah, I the first time I heard about T.C.W. was uh, the New Age Outlaws, uh, going to be there at the On Center. Mm. I saw a commercial during Raw, and I was like, what? And so I read up on it, and then uh, I didn't go to my first show till 2008. Yeah. yeah, mine was at the end of 2007. Yeah. Got Chris Chetty and uh, Mikey Whiprack here. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I might yeah. be wrong about this. Hat guy. Probably will be wrong, but go ahead. Hat guy. Yeah. Did they not get him in the front row of one night stand as well? Uh, that I have absolutely no idea. I mean, come on. You got to help me out here. They got him tickets for this. Well, here's the thing. You know what? I can track it. Can, yeah. Can you do that for me? Why not? I always have Peacock going when I do these, these shows because okay. I can't okay. possibly focus on one thing. You need to be watching one night stand in the background of Hardcore Home Movie. So we can have side-by-side um, you know side updates. I, at this point, because we have two hours, 45, two hours and 45 minutes left, it would probably be almost the same amount of time. That's what I'm saying. If so I, I do want to find the pay-per-view section. What the hell is going on here? I did tell Bob Offer that I did want to try to discuss One Night Stand a little bit during this as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, it's also another historic show. All right. Hang on a minute. Of course, it's got to be like the most difficult thing to find here. 
One night stand. Where are you? They bury that shit, dude. Yeah, they do. Where is it? I don't know if I've ever seen Chris Chetty wrestle in my life. He's not bad. Is it under? Is this under ECW? Mm, And not WWE? Oh, yeah, I bet you it is. Because they acted as if it wasn't like an ECW show. This is stupid. Yeah, no, there's December to dismember. They said the referee's name, but I missed it, and I don't know who he is. This is ridiculous. I have to search it. It's not even coming up on anything. There's no way it would be under extreme rules, would it? I, I, dude, I don't know. They organize shit so weird there. Act as if you know nothing about wrestling. Where would you think it is? Probably, maybe, extreme rules. Wait, like the paper? Oh, wait, one night stand. Here, I found it. Okay, okay. I was about to say, wait a second. Extreme rules like the paper. I thought you meant like a category. No. Diamond and whip rack right. locking up. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. So one night stand, the first one is only two hours and 32 minutes. Okay. We got to wait to start it then. Gotta okay. Wait. I'll, I'll wait. If you want me to, I will, I will wait. I don't care. Till you can also play. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> Well, no, I would kind of would want them to end at the same time. Right. I, uh, I actually really want to watch. I've been having this itch to watch one night stand. Uh, I haven't watched it in a long time. 232 that's well i guess back then they were only that long they might i wonder if they took something out it could have done that too now in case you're wondering mikey whipwreck and chris chetty were not a regular tag team i was going to ask you that no so mikey would team with tajiri and uh as the unholy yes i did know that yep and then uh chetty was um a regular tag team partner of Nova. Mm. And then in fact, I mean really Diamond and Anderson, I believe they did have a brief um partnership like as a stable with Swinger, but it was always Diamond and Swinger. Oh wow. But as we know at this point Swinger he has is. signed with OVW. Right. Um so I was just taking a look for fun here. Looking at the card, wrestling card, to my knowledge, the only people who appear on both the Hardcore Homecoming and One Night Stand, it looks like Sabu does. Um, it looks like, I just saw another one, hold on. Oh, I didn't even realize this. Mikey Whiprack makes an appearance. Mm. In the corner of uh, Tajiri. Oh, J.T. Smith, Tracy Smothers. They're in a corner, though. They're not wrestling. Scissor kick here by Chetty to Anderson, by the way. I did not know this. The Sinister Minister appears at One Night Stand. I need to watch the show. I need to watch this, like, now. Actually, guys, uh, stop. Hardcore Homecoming. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, uh, Joey Styles, of course. He's there. I did know that. Uh, Sandman. Is another big one who appears on both. He wrestles on both. Him and Sabu wrestle on both, which is probably the bigger deal here than like an appearance. Sabu wrestles on ECW when I see in 2005? Yeah, he faces Rhino. Oh, wow. 
I didn't realize that. Literally, and then, what, two days, were two days before? Yeah, two days before, he was in a no-rope barbed wire match. Wow. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. There is another one, but I think it's, like, supposed to be a big surprise, so I don't want to say it yet. For One Night Stand? That technically appears on both. It's a surprise on our show. Well, then I don't want to know. I'm not I don't, saying it. I don't remember. I ain't saying it. Okay. Don't look at the card. A surprise. I only knew because I got the DVD and it says right on the back. It's an active rustler? Yeah. I think, I, yeah. It's Let's not see. Dreamer, is it? No. Not, well, I don't know if Dreamer shows up on this. I don't think it is. I would doubt it. Stop guessing if you don't want to know, Bob. Okay. I also want to know. Hey, speaking of Simon Diamond, how funny. I have a note about him. Apparently, Scott Demore is actually pushing to bring him back to TNA. As a competitor? Yeah. In 2005. In 2005. Right. Not in 2023. I'm just making a, sure. A double flatliner. To uh, Chris Chetty there, but unable to get a three count. You know, for this being a three-hour show, I mean, we're already over 20 minutes in. I feel like it's gone pretty quick. How did that happen? It's probably because I haven't watched this show literally in 18 years. It's weird. I have so much wrestling footage. But I never rewatch like indie stuff. I always just rewatch like WCW or WWE pay per views. Well, they're also like, I feel like sometimes easier to rewatch. Oh yeah, no, they are. Anderson missing a uh, a splash in the corner like a Bronco Buster of sorts on the middle turnbuckle. I bet Chris Chetty's wrestling fully like dressed. He's got a button up shirt on and like pants. That was usually his attire. This so this isn't like a. Oh, I didn't have my gear. I, I do believe that. I just think it's funny. Because his gimmick was always like a, like, a, like he was a GQ model. And at mm. the end, like he had turned heel and he was very like self-centered and. Okay. Acting like he was the most beautiful guy in the world. So nice Frankenstein by Mikey Whitbread. Ten punch spot in the opposite corners. In about five minutes, if you want to also watch One Night Stand, or if you just want to watch One Night Stand, you can join me as a, on the fly. We're doing a dual a dual watch. Well, Bob, is I don't have a way to easily do that, so I'm not doing that. You don't, you don't have a tablet. That's what I read the notes off of. Uh, Why you think I should make me do this right now? Why not, dude? You're a son of a bitch. Don't you have a you have a desktop and a laptop, don't you? Yeah, but I'll send you a Snapchat. I'll show you the setup. Well, I need to get a charger for this though. Maybe you should put like a TV in that room too. I don't think I should do that. I think you should spinebuster trademark spinebuster by Anderson. 
jokes on you. I actually have a second monitor right next to me, but the only reason I'm not going to do that is because I do like the, I do like the screenshots from when we do social media posts. Essentially, it would do double screens and it would be absurd. Excuse me. Oh, here comes the Simon series. And finishes out with a front suplex to Chetty, and then Simon Diamond shows off like, hey, look at me. My only worry about this is that One Night Stand's going to look a lot more interesting, but I'm not, that is not our main thing today. We are watching Hardcore Homecoming. That's right. It's a supplementary series in the background. Oh, we got it. My really? With the win. Who the fuck is the plug for this? Whisper Snapper. Snapper. Um, I do remember when. Mike Whipwreck came to 2CW in what year, Bob? Oh, Lord. Uh, 20. That wasn't the last. That wasn't the last year. Was it 2015? Yeah, it might have been. April? It might have been. It was Hajiri, right? Well, he came even before that. So there, that was one of the big ones. Yeah, he came once before that. Mm. Um, but I do remember it being like a, a pretty big deal. And it was big. I think it was because he didn't really. He had been, he might have even been semi-retired for this. Oh, wow. So he was not a regularly, like, regularly competing. So I think once ECW closed, because he runs the uh, NYWC. Okay. I don't know if I knew that or not. Yeah, it's over, like, in, I think, Queens. I think he does it. I'm having the same issues, Bob. I cannot find One Night Stand. They don't so, want you to watch this. I guess not. I mean... I'm just going to search it. That's what I had to do. Do I hit this One Night Stand here? I mean, the One Night Stand... So it, Nope, that ain't it. Yeah, I don't, what the I don't fuck, know. dude? Who's coming out here? Tracy? This is going to be Tracy Smothers and JT Smith. I don't know J.T. Smith. Yeah, I feel like not a lot of people do. He was uh, early on ECW guy. There is the uh, infamous like video of um, Mike Awesome doing like a suicide dive to the floor and like almost breaking J.T.'s back over the guard railing. That would be J.T. Smith. You're telling me this is the picture they got? Yeah. Okay. They have a picture yeah. of Kane from One Night Stand, what, 2008 or some shit? Uh yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Okay, I got my I got my one night stand loaded up for the background here. All right. So, do you want to do it when this show is at two thirty two like zero zero? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Oh shit! Wait. Oh fuck! What did I do? Okay. Or no, do uh two thirty two forty eight because that's the exact runtime. Okay, guys, this is the first time ever we are doing a a semi dual watch along oh, here. Fuck. Okay. It's actually so the, a little peek behind the curtain. We actually discussed watching one night stand. Is it one of these bonus episodes? But decided against it since it doesn't. Really make a lot of sense for okay, us to do. Okay, ready? Here we go. Right now. Okay, yeah. it's starting. 
Okay, so the following program is presented in original form, content dialogue that does not reflect corporate views. So we got a warning. So that's probably why they don't want people to watch this. <laughs> mm. Oh, see, TV, MA. Oh, shit, they're really giving you the warnings. Yeah, they're, they're okay. heavy on it. JT Smith is talking right now, and I don't know about what. I've never seen this guy in my life, dude. He's a fake Italian. I, I was kind of getting that that was the vibe. Here comes Blue Meanie. Yeah. Oh. Um, so this show is at the East of the Arena, and then the uh, One Night Stand is at the Hammerstein Ballroom, which uh, we've been to, and I watched the show uh, with a pole in my face. Yeah, so, well, we've also been to the um, ECW Arena. So, yeah. Blue Meanie's, I thought Blue Meanie's music was my One Night Stand, and I forgot to turn the volume down. It is not. I got to say, the one-night stand looks a little bit more impressive. Now, I actually, I before we did Hardcore Homecoming, I, I asked you, I was like, I think I asked her, we talked about it at least. Oh, that, shit, that's Joey Styles. He's also doing the WWE show. Yeah, dude. He's doing, he does commentary on this one. Wow. What a sellout. I know. That's fucked up. I didn't think he did that. Oh, wait, yeah, he does, because I remember the comment he made. Okay, never mind. The what? Well, there's a match on here. Now, okay, I guess the volume doesn't matter. So, like, we'll just, I can just say it. There's a match at, at One Night Stand with Mike Awesome and Tanaka. And oh. uh, Mike Awesome does a suicide dive. And Joyce Styles is like, oh, I wish he did die. And then Oh, and then he does. And then he does die. Not on the show. You know, a couple years later. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Uh, Joey doing the uh, the double uh, emotion here. He showed emotion at. Dude, he's about to do the same thing. He's gonna do the oh my god again. Yeah, and he's about to fucking cry. He looks way more emotional with this. Well, I mean, I think I would be too. Well, so okay, I didn't finish my sentence. Oh, there's, Vla- there's Vlad in the front row for when I said I don't see hat I don't guy. In his I don't know if I do either. Oh wait, there's the Jesus guy. Yeah, that's what I mean. So. Also, I'm pretty sure Eddie Kingston is like seen like very close to the front during one night stand as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I keep seeing like pictures of it. But Hardy was hardcore homecoming is is essentially filmed to look like ECW did, and it looks oh absolutely. You could t- you could fool me and show me this and be like, yeah, dude, this is ECW, and I'd be like, oh wow, okay. Like it looks very good compared to what it looked like before. Yeah, it's filmed as if you're watching, like, hardcore TV. So we got the Blue Meanie. Is he fighting Tracy Smothers? Yeah, and we have yeah. Mick Foley coming out here on One Night Stand. It's can't Mick... check, though. No, it said out. Mick Foley. It did? Yeah, the nameplate said Mick Foley. Wow. I can't believe Hat Guy wasn't at... Maybe he didn't go to it because it's like it's not ECW, it's WWE. That's fascinating. But he went to like WCW shows in Philly. Maybe he didn't want to go to New York. Can't really blame him. Oh wow, they even did the whole like ECW on TNN intro. What the fuck? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that one night stand was done very freaking well. 
I mean, this is like like oh shocking. Yeah, wow. look at this. Now, if you're looking at One Night Stand, I'm watching more of One Night Stand than Hardcore Homecoming. <laughs> you, you okay? You might need to turn it off then, buddy. <laughs> it's a Hardcore Homecoming bonus episode. Oh shit! <laughs> Tracy's mother's and Blue Meanie are fighting. Okay, now, who, you can't blame me for not maybe watching. There's an intro package on One Night Stand, Bob. Watch I'm more match. interested in that than I am this match. I think like the the glaring missing piece of One Night Stand is freaking Raven, though. Is it not? Um, how do you not have Raven or like Francine? I mean, even in like WWE version of history, those I, people are huge uh, in ECW. Sure, yeah, but I think overall, in terms of like all the names, the One Night Stand has all the key names. Well, you're right. I mean, sure they don't have Funk, I guess, but. Funk is another one. Yeah. They could have got Funk, though. Come on. Well, he offered him, and he just couldn't do it. He said he couldn't do two shows so close to each other oh. at his age. He'd only wrestle for another, like... To, like, 2017. Yeah, I, I like, what, yeah, 10, 10 years, 12 years. Lance Storm starting off here on when I stand. Uh, speaking of WWE, people offer deals, Bob. Uh, CM Punk and Samoa Joe have both been offered WWE developmental deals, uh, but it's noted that uh, they have not signed yet. Now, there's some interesting notes that go along with this because Samoa Joe posted a deal on his uh, live journal, so it's like a blog, mm-hmm. that last week that caused everyone to go crazy looking for hitting meaning. So he posted it again saying, my last live journal was not some coded message. He ended up begging people to stop overthinking everything. He says, as for my status, yes, I've spoken with the great people at WWE and TNA, as well as uh, newly garnered interest from New Japan, as his former local boss, who is Simon Inoki, is now the president of the company. I have not made any decisions, and I am exploring all opportunities I am fortunate enough to have presented to me. So he does confirm that WWE reach out to him. Now, CM Punk also makes some interesting notes here, and this is like crazy to me. So Sam Punk talked about things in an interview with Slam Sports. Uh, he said it was nice to have two companies making offers for services since something like that had never happened before. And given the state of the business, may never happen again. Um, how funny that is. Uh, he suggested that if all things were equal, he'd actually choose TNA. But because <laughs> they weren't particularly healthy right now, he'd probably end up in WWE. And that is what ends up happening, of course. Holy shit. So if you think, you know, okay, so this is crazy. If TNA had a spike deal. Punk would have been there. Punk would have went. That's fucking nuts. Wow. I, like, can't even, like, fathom that. But, you know, so here's, here's the thing. I feel like TNA would have had him like as an X division guy. I think at the time he would have been. And but, I he's not though. He's not no, an X division guy. Not really. There's but, no way he'd be a main eventer. No fucking way. No, but I think as we progress in the next few years, we start to see a little bit of breakout of people from the X division. I mean we already do with AJ Styles. But I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like they are able to branch out a little bit more. Now, if you're like a cruiserweight in WWE, you're fucked. Oh, you're you're doomed. You're unless, fucked. You're Rey, unless you're Rey Mysterio. Right. Rey Mysterio is basically the AJ Styles of that. Yes. Division. Yes. Uh, just for a reference point, uh, Tracy Smothers is about to do a dance off of Blue Meanie and over on One Night Stand, Chris Jericho is fighting Landstorm. Right. So pick and choose your battles. So. But, you know, it's always <laughs> blo- it's always blown my mind. You know, like a guy like Rey Mysterio, right? Let's say he loses to uh, fucking Juventud Guerrera, right? Even in, like, WCW. But let's just say in WWE. Rey Mysterio loses to Ju- Juventud Guerrera. Rey would then go on to be like, okay, I'm going to feud with um, Booker T now. And then Juve <laughs> is feuding with, like, Funaki. So my question is, why wouldn't Hoovy have matches with like Booker T? Right. He could beat Ray, and like if Ray beats Booker, then why don't we try to do that with other guys? That's a good question. I've never understood it. Okay, Blue Meanie's doing his dance now. Um, I actually really enjoyed Tracy's mother's dance, and now Blue Meanie is doing his. Tracy Smothers, okay, is a hell of a good, hell of good. Now, obviously, at this point in his career, he is doing mostly comedy until right now when he attacks Bumini. But uh, I've always liked Tracy. I, I mean, Memphis, uh, Smoky yeah, you, Mountain. You've talked quite highly about Tracy Smothers. I don't really have a strong opinion one way or another about him, to be honest. I'm telling you, his indie, and I, I've said it before on here, his indie run with uh, Chris Hamrick, as Southern Comfort in, uh, I think it was mostly 2000, 2004 through 2007. Mm. Um, their tag team matches for like International Wrestling Cartel and IW Mid-South among a few was like really, it was great stuff. I mean, they had some really good matches. And I remember listening to uh, an honorable mention I think it's like a ring of honor podcast. And one of the guys talked about Tracy Smothers and Hamrick and how, you know, if they were to be, have you know, been brought into ring of honor and been with like James Gibson, because at the time they had a lot of trios mm. and uh, I was like, Holy shit, that is a great idea. I mean, smother, that could have been smothers like last real, I mean, Noteworthy run. And same with Ham with the Hamrick, but it did end up happening, and that's such a probably deep dive of a comment that no one will probably even care. But Stinger Splash by Blue Meanie. Stinger Splash, he says. Yeah, look at the elevation. Here we go, ready? And Okay, well, that was substantially less elevation than the first one. I've seen Blue Meanie more times live than I'd like to admit, I think. You have? I've seen him multiple times. I don't know if I ever have. There, You definitely have. Oh, wait. Did you did you not see when the BWO came? Uh, I think I saw it. Smothers. I saw that, but I saw him when the FTNA show they did because they like pulled like Abyss or something, wasn't it? Oh, what did they? 
So they did a two CW, our local indie company that's dead now, yeah. did a show called FTNA, which was a direct shot at TNA. And I think it's because they pulled talent from their show. And I remember Blue Meanie ended up being there. I don't know who else. I can't remember. I have to look it up. Um, so that was the first time I saw Blue Meanie. In fact, What's it? I think it was Abyss. That was my guess. I don't remember. Now, do you want to hear something funny? I'm going to check. I took, I used to take like little video clips at 2CW shows and like upload them on my YouTube channel. My Blue Meanie dance video from that show from 15 years ago has <laughs> 7.6 thousand views on YouTube. It's 15 seconds long. That's so stupid. Oh, we're doing like a. There's a tribute video going on right now of everyone who's passed away. And Bob, I, I need I need you to watch this because I don't know who any of these guys are. That was that's Eddie Gilbert right there. This is Brian. Yeah, I know him. That's uh, Lafon. Bobby Duncan Jr. I literally don't know any of these guys. Terry Gordy. I know him. The Sheik. Sheik. Public Enemy. But I think both, both Rock of them? Rock. I don't think Grunt oh. Rock is dead, but not Grunt. Okay. I, don't know. I was like, what? Grunge is not a uh, Pitbull. I think that's number two. Candido, obviously. Which is, of course, a very recent one. Mm-hmm. And then also the last one. So I tried finding out, like, 2CWFTNA, and it doesn't really... It's from... Information. It's from... 2000, it's 2008. It? I know That's that, but it's not saying, like, who was... Oh. It's from the show. Oh, Just Incredibles on One Night Sin as Chris Jericho does. Oh, and Jason. Jericho just dropped it both of them. So, yeah. So, Credible, I don't think wrestles, though. But, yeah, he he's another, yeah. I think, that makes double appearance. Oh, he just hit Jericho right in the face with a kendo stick. And Landstorm is going to win. One, two, three. The Impact Players. Who's the guy in the in the blue shirt? Who's that? That's, that's Jason. Jason. That's just his name, Jason? Well, it's Jason Knight. But he would mostly just go by Jason. Okay. And who's coming out here on Hardcore Homecoming? Is that Tammy? Yeah, I think it is. Yes, it's Chris. It's a. Uh, it's so they're bringing out like the friends, the widows of the legends who passed away. Well, she's showing plenty of cleavage. This is a tribute to his death, and you're looking at her cleavage. Tails, she's almost falling out of her top. How could I, know, I, I know, not? I know she is. Okay, I know. She is kind of looking rough. Well, let me get a good look at her face yeah. again. Because right, she was not looking great right there. But listen, she had some rough times. I don't like the dance that she's doing. That. No, I feel like it's well, obviously Grunge is not dead because he's in the ring. But he, um, Tammy. Okay, I take it back because it's a little chipper. For yeah, like I, what the I, ceremony is. Well, know. that's actually a really good point. 
I take back what I said. I think it's just the quality. When did we see her? Because we saw her at TCW. Well, at least I did. I yeah, would be, when I first saw her in TCW, it was 2009. April 2009. When she was, she was the referee. A, right. And it was like a surprise. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's what she's wearing. Oh, Pitbull Gary Wolf. Okay. So he's, he's here. Yeah, so, like, grunge seems to have, like, an appropriate reaction of, like, you know, hey, I'm here clapping, but I was bummed. And then Tammy is like, oh, hey, look at me. And Tammy's about to be on spring break and get some beads by ripping those things out, I think. Yeah. They're chanting Rock or Rock now. Meanwhile, when I stand, they're showing the empty chairs because oh, okay. Raw and SmackDown are going to come out. Wait, which pit bull are they showing on East, on one night stand? Who's that? Bob, help me here. What? What was your who, question? Who are they just showing on one night stand? Oh, look, they're doing a ceremony on one night stand. Huh. I wasn't watching one night stand. You told me just now. There's Rago Rag. Well, yeah, but they're doing literally the same thing now. Well, yeah. I mean, are you surprised? But they're also I mean, using like the oh, timing is incredible. They're they're using uh, footage, footage, you know, that they own. So Terry Gordy, sixty one to two thousand. It's literally the same people. Just kidding. It's like, what do you mean? Some, literally the same people. <laughs> some did die. Some did die. T- uh, Tammy's about. Oh, to Michael, leave. Mike Lockwood. I'm surprised. Okay, he did wrestle in ECW. Aaron O'Grady, the original Sheik. I don't believe Sheik wrestled in ECW. But... Okay, I take back what I took back before. He's related to Sabu. Is that Your nephew, Sabu. Mike Lazonski? Oh, wow. I didn't realize he died in 2003. No, you did not. I something new every day. Pitbull Anthony Durant. 67, 2003. Okay, so is it Gary Wolf? Is that who they were just showing? Gary Wolf is... In the red on Hardcore Homecoming. So he is alive. Yeah, okay. He was just on this. He was just on One Night Stand. Oh, he was? Okay. I should have just looked at my fucking screen, apparently. Yeah. I was going back and forth. 72, 2005. I like how they showed him doing basically all top row power bombs. Why aren't they showing Body Donna's? Because that's... (laughs) I'm just joking. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Skip and zip. <laughs> if that's all you ever saw him, which for a while it kind of was, for, I don't know if I really ever saw too much till his TNA stuff. Right, no, right. It's like, yo, fuck Chris Candido. <laughs> I do like Candido though. I, I've, I've definitely become a, more of a fan. I've, yeah, Candido's great. Tammy is just going on right now, going on and going on. And her top is going off and off and off. And who's coming out here? Is that oh, it's Danny Doring in Roadkill. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, on When I Sand, we have the Sinister Minister, Mikey Whipwreck, and Tajiri. Yeah, so that one, I, I don't think I finished saying earlier. But the fucking Sinister Minister, I did not know he appeared on When I Stand. I don't even know who Tajiri Russell's on this show. I mean, and of course that person. is, if you're wondering. Oh, you know what? It's Jim it Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah, I think Tajiri Russell's Guido on this. Yeah, I think you're right. 
We're about to see Tracy Smothers and JT Smith. Or is it a triple threat? Is Super Crazy on one night stand? No, he fights Psychosis, doesn't he? No, Psycho- Psychosis fights Mysterio. What? Who? No, Super Crazy. Wait, I can't look at the card. I'm watching on the same screen. I'm watching one night stand on. Right. Okay, there's more promo going on here, so I'm going to do more TNA notes. So I already mentioned about the the uh, Nelson shit about him, Dave Nelson talking crap. Well, Bill Banks uh, apparently, in order to counteract the gloom and doom story by Nelson, posted an overly positive message on the TNA website uh, that read, "Quote: There are a lot of exciting new things on the horizon for TNA in the near future." Slammiversary will celebrate TNA's first three years with our biggest pay-per-view show to date. Other announcements regarding toys, DVD distribution, new superstars, and international exposure. And, of course, our future on television will be announced soon. Uh, As soon as we're able to share the news, you'll see it on the TNA website first. There's so much incorrect information posted on other sites. Stay tuned to our site if you want the real story. So, very highly, like, don't listen to that bullshit. Danny Doring is getting major heat because, of course, he's uh, cutting off the remembrance ceremony. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bizarre. <laughs> yeah, we got Guido, Tony Mamaluke, Tracy Smothers, I see. I love that Tony. I didn't realize that Tony Mamaluke was on there. I oh, yeah, either. super crazy. It is a oh, wow. Right. Okay, okay. And he's got no one with him. Everyone else came out with seven guys, and he's got none. Yeah. Is Super Crazy active in WWE at this time? Yeah. No. This is probably what made him. Right. Okay. I believe after the it's after the show that like Mexicals is a thing. Okay, it's after this. Okay. Yeah. Who's I the big guy's of, name? I forgot who he is. I have no idea who that is. What? I've never seen that guy before in my life. Okay. Well, he JT Smith is there as well. Because like it's not Big Sal because. Big Sale was a lot larger, like, width-wise. Well, I figured out how I can, like, look at other stuff and watch it at the same time. Yeah, it's called minimizing a window. No, look. Okay, I'm on a fucking tablet, Bob. Yeah, in picture. Yeah, you minimize it. That's not, It's not that easy. It literally gives you an option in the corner. Um, that's the, Big Guido. Big Guido. There you go. Well, he was never in ECW, so he must be a new guy. I'm going to prove you wrong right now. Okay, he was not there. <laughs> so wait, wait. Yes, he was. When ninety-five and ninety-six. As as who? Primo, uh, Carnero three. Yeah. Okay. So exactly my point. Not as an FBI member. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. On August second, nineteen ninety-six. Too Cold Scorpio defeated Big Guido at an ECW event in Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. That doesn't count. It wasn't a TV show. It was a live event. It definitely counts. No, because it was. He literally was Big Vito. Yeah. Big Guido. Sorry, 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 sorry. Danny Doring is literally beating up people who were remembering their fallen tag team partners, like their deceased partner. Uh oh. Oh, who's this? Is it New Jack? It's 911. What the fuck? 
Oh my god. So Tammy went and got nine one one. Yeah, who was just casually hanging out backstage? Is that what we're doing? Well, yeah, dude, it's a reunion. Hardcore homecoming. It's just, like your high school reunion. Some people make just, a big deal out of it, and others just chill. Just choke slam already, dude. See, this that was literally his gimmick. All he did was just choke slam people. That's fine. And then he got a job in WCW and sucked. Bob, how many of your high school reunions did you go to? Um, zero. My class was so good that a year after the tenure, they decided, hey, we didn't do it last year. We should probably do something. And then they went on to not do anything. Yeah. Um, for my tenure, there was like a Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. And, same. and they were all like, oh, hey, we should. I was fucking crazy. Just did a moonsault off the balcony um, in the crowd. That's like that's what I remember from Super Crazy. I'm that probably that. earned him a job uh, in WWE yeah. for the next Big, three years. Huge moment. Um, yeah, that was uh, amazing. Roadkill's about to get put through a table here on Hardcore Homecoming. But for my high oh. school, what is going on? Grunge. I don't know if the table kind of broke. With the drive by. The drive by is technically a somersault, and Rocco Rock would do that. So that You're was just a big splash. Me. Oh my yeah. God, that is so funny. That's not the drive by. <laughs> Uh, awesome. But there was a Facebook group and all this stuff, and like people were like, oh, we should go to Megan McMurphy's at the time, and and then like a week before, I think like five people responded, and then they're just like, well, I guess if you want to show up, you can. We're not gonna reserve it. I mean, I could I could go to any if I went to Wegmans right now, I guarantee you I would run into somebody whether I talk to them or not that I went to high school with. I basically have a high school reunion every day if I go out in public. That's awful. So, I mean, there's no, there's no reason for it. Tammy, oh, oh, 911 just tried to lift up Tammy on his shoulder and they all just fell over. That's embarrassing. And Tammy's probably not wearing underwear, so that was probably. Probably not. She's not wearing a bra. (laughs) I was hoping she was going to like, never, I'm not even going to say it. Dude, yeah, you fucked up 911. I cannot believe that. She's laughing though, at least. Look, she even just pointed at her crotch. She probably was like, I'm not wearing underwear. That was funny as fuck. So they're not they're not gonna tr- like try to pick her up again. No, I think they realized that was not a good idea. Uh, by the way, little Guido has been eliminated in the match, so now it's just to Jerry and Super Crazy. And now, mind you, these guys had about seven hundred triple threat matches in ECW, and it was always Guido getting eliminated first. So they, at least they kept the. Sorry, th- it should be a three way dance, not a triple threat. It's a little different. That's right. That's true. That's good We're point. still doing shit of this ceremony. So guess what? That means you get another note because I'm sick of looking at it. Oh, wait. Wow, that is very insensitive. Oh, never hey, mind. No more notes. Jerry, no more Jerry notes. Lynn. That's not Jerry Lynn. That is Kid Cash. That is Kid Cash. It looked like Jerry Lynn. <laughs> it did. No, it did. At first, I thought it was Jerry Lynn. <laughs> hey, wow, Jerry Lynn. Bob. That's <laughs> the purple oh, pants man. and the blonde it hair. It was. I get dude. it. I get it. Was 100% the purple pants. And I also thought Kid Cash was in OVW, so I didn't think I'd see he him. He doesn't have a contract. He's wrestling trying to get one. Oh, so he's doing like what Joey Matthews was doing, where he yeah. would wrestle in OVW as a right independent contract. Ah, yeah, okay. so he's trying to get a contract. Oh, okay. So that allows him to do this. Got it. That makes sense. Now he's been fired from TNA, obviously, so we won't see him again. 
on the main series. And he is wrestling uh, Too Cold Scorpio. Who is still actively wrestling. Yep. What title does he have here? Do you know? <sighs> um, It's probably something for Noah. I had to guess. I might be able to tell then if I see it. Show us the fucking title. He's holding it backwards. And he's dancing a whole lot. He's flash funk. It's the wrong gimmick. My Scorpio didn't generally dance like this. Holy shit. Super crazy just beat Tajiri. And Tajiri's on the roster. Wow. I don't think I remembered that one. I mean, Lance Storm did just beat Chris Jericho, too, in the opener. Wow. <laughs> wow. No no wonder why uh, One Night Stand 2005 is like an all-timer. Because <laughs> they're actually doing like, oh, what? They cut away from it? That was dumb. Oh, no, okay. Scorpio's still coming out, so you're not missing anything. Oh, there it is. Dude, that balcony moonsault is nuts. That was insane. He deserved the job after that one, dude. Absolutely, and I guarantee you that's what they did. They were like, oh, wow, super crazy. He's like, amazing, so we'll just give him a job. He is pretty freaking good. And we'll give him a Mexican stereotype. Perfect. Well, nah, that happened. And he looks in fantastic shape. I mean, holy crap. So during one night, yeah, it looks like they're doing like memories. Look, they're showing Shane Douglas show Shane as Doug- Sandman. Oh, why would you lick a cheese grater? Is anyone else sick of Tommy Dreamer? Because I am. I'm kind of over it. Scorpio has the microphone. Everyone who comes out in Hardcore Homecoming has to talk. Every, every time I see Tommy Dreamer, see, there's. Oh, wait, that wasn't my glass. Maybe it was. I can't. It looked like it was. Yeah, I think it was. Um, Tommy Dreamer, though, man, he has. He has probably profited the most off of what ECW was. Yeah, that's probably pretty fair to say because he still is. Oh, my God, they're showing something again hung upside down off of the balcony thing eagle's nest look at Sabu just crashing through everything he was crashing through tables at uh, double or nothing thank you so may I have another that's the day that time dreamer became uh, an innovator of violence I think they consider that because before he was just a white meat baby face and then he got some uh, respect here Thank you, Samaya. I have another. They're doing boxing intros for Scorpio and uh, Kid Cash. This is a this is a pretty big deal. Okay. No. Oh, the chair incident. Oh, that's right. Too fun with fire. And... So that's like one of the biggest things between these two shows. They can do that in one night stand. They can show old footage. That we ain't getting that on home. Yeah. We're getting them talking about it. Yeah. We ain't seen it. Shane Douglas is they all could kiss my yeah. It throws down the bell. Tommy Dreamer. 
Sandman wasn't blind, and he whacks him from behind. And then here's other fans going in the ring, and the ring collapses. Right now. Boom, see you later. Oh, he's Kid Cash is gonna hit hat. Oh my god, he tried to take his hat off. I think he just said, I'm gonna fucking kill you. That's what uh, the heck I said, yeah. <laughs> Here comes Psychosis. Does he actually wrestle with that mask on? I think so. Because he wasn't wearing the mask at this time. I wonder if he takes it off. That's why I'm asking. I bet you might. Scorpio's wearing normal uh, tights still here at Hardcore Homecoming. Yeah, he just took it on. Which I'm pretty surprised about. Yeah, he did. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. Is Kid Cash going to shake the hand? Oh, oh, middle Whoa, fingers, middle man. fingers. Dang, right. Okay, well, while they're delaying, there's an interview from Mike Tanay on AudioWrestling.com. He said that he couldn't really say much about the TV situation, but it did indicate that a name change for the program might be in the works. So it might not be called Impact anymore. Uh, he said that he was confident that even without TV, that the Slammiversary pay-per-view would do fine. He also did put over Chris Candido in the interview, saying that TNA not only lost a wrestler, but a locker room leader. So speaking, speaking very highly of him as Rey Mysterio's out when I stand and Kid Cash is pushing Scorpio on Hardcore Homecoming. This is kind of fun. I never thought we would do a double a double bonus here like this. You're welcome. It was a good idea. It's hard. I can't really pay attention to both. But I'm glancing. I'm glancing down at one night stand. Oh, Scorpio's pushing back on Kit Cash now. Leapfrog off the road. Cartwheel. Oh, look at that spin kick by Scorpio. Kid Cash ducked out because Kid Cash is good as fuck. I'm so sad, dude, that we don't see Kid Cash on Impact anymore. Uh, yeah, I am too. He was, uh, he might have been a head case, but he was a good head case. Right. I mean, we're not seeing anyone on Impact right now because we have another week where there's not an Impact episode. But yeah, all so that means for you guys, small. we have one more bonus episode coming to be determined what. And actually, if you bother, if you want to shoot the shit, I had an idea. Okay. Because I, no, I have no, I have no so, idea. So I'll just put this out here, guys. This is not a for sure thing. It is potentially going to be a surprise next week. I don't know what's going to happen. And it might even be a shorter episode because we discussed potentially watching like a match and like doing notes. And then like, because I just don't know if there's a good show right now to watch. So I had an idea if we can get the, if we can find it. Didn't Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles have a 60 minute Iron Man match fairly recently in our timeline? Um, I don't know. In like Ring of Honor? I don't know if it was an Iron Man. 
Okay, they had a 60-minute match. Yeah. I think it was PWG. Even better. That's my idea. I thought about it this morning. To watch that match? To watch that match. Do notes, watch that match. Because I know it'll be good. (laughs) Um, Bob hates this idea right now. No, I don't hate it. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of some ideas for us for next week. Because as much as I, I want to watch a four-hour Ring of Honor show, I just don't know if that's what we need right now. Well, I'll tell you right now, I don't really want to watch the uh, four-hour. I just don't know if that's what we're in the mood for right There's now. <laughs> a four-hour Ring of Honor show is on the uh, low end. Right. So I'm trying to figure out a cool idea that's relatable, but not that. Right. So, so they... that's where I came out with this this one match idea. It'd fill our normal time. It wouldn't be out of the ordinary. We could even do the notes before. Yeah, so it, it was back on May 13th. They had a they had a match. PWG Jason takes PWG for the P is a PWG title versus X Division title match. Oh. That's a thought. Um, we can shoot the shit more off air. If we well, here's up. the thing. I mean, I don't know if I have those shows on a hard drive still but um i mean they're on high spots okay i could i could work something out with that i'm not opposed to that high spots is worth it even though i I haven't watched anything on high spots i wouldn't keep it i would do a trial (laughs) and they, they probably do a week trial thing and i only say that because i just don't have time I do actually think High Spots is probably yeah. worth it and worth it, like, doing it. But I uh, I recently signed up for Pro Wrestling Noah's. It's actually shared. It's Noah, Tokyo Joshi Pro, I think is the name, and DDT, and there's another one. Um, it's called Wrestle Universe, and I had that for about four or five months. And I realized I wasn't using it anymore. I just didn't have time, and so I just yeah. canceled it. Yeah, I probably haven't used high spots in months, but I still have it. Yeah, so gotta, I canceled that one for now. You gotta support your uh, small wrestling streaming services. I, I guess, yeah. But like, they don't all need their own <coughs> honor club. <coughs> honor club. Horrible. Scorpio is beaten down on Cash, dude. Cash hasn't done shit in this match. That's not true. He flipped him off. Okay. If you're following along on Hardcore Homecoming, we're at one hour, 12 minutes, and 22 seconds into this show. Uh, So, and if you, but I don't know if we, did we say, oh yeah, you did say it. Uh, We found this on YouTube. Yeah. So if you don't have the DVD like I do, Hardcore Homecoming, two disc platinum edition. You can find it on YouTube. Also, I forgot to tell you about it. This is pretty funny. Check that out. See how it's broken? Yeah. I bought it like that. It came like that. It came broken? It came broken. Was it used? No. Hmm. Dude, I'm telling you, Media Play Special right here. Maybe that's why Media Play uh, no longer exists. Could be. 
Man, media play, media play was the good shit for me for wrestling DVDs, dude. I I love media play. I have a funny. You want to hear another funny media play wrestling DVD story? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same day I bought this. But I remember I went there with my grandmother and my mom, and I was a big Tori Wilson fan. Who wasn't? Okay. <laughs> and uh, they oh oh Master of the Hurricane Rana with the slowest out of the ring Hurricane Rana I've ever seen because Scorpio went real slow. So they had the this was around the time they did the Divas undressed competition right thing. yeah yeah, yeah. And they have the dvd divas and dress tori wilson's on the cover in lingerie well i'm a big tori wilson fan i'm also about 2005 sixth grade <laughs> fifth fifth sixth grade i wanted it my big 2005 i was a sophomore in high school yeah that's fucked up yeah it's really fucked up actually um so i really wanted this dvd Along with, I knew what happened at Judgment Day 2003 when she took off the bikini. I knew what happened. That, that was show. when it was flesh, right? Like a flesh color? No, that was like the skinny, like sparkle one. But yeah. Oh. It was okay. basically not one. That was I, when I had to fast forward my VHS tape real quick. That's awesome. Yeah. So I remember that. So I, I had that in hand. I knew I wanted that. Okay. I knew what I was doing. And then. I knew I wanted Divas Undressed. My grandma thought I was trying to buy porn. Like, she literally was like, that is not appropriate. That is like a porno. Well, arguably you were. No, my mom was like, no, it's wrestling. They don't, they don't, they're not actually going to get naked in it. They wouldn't, it wouldn't be in this section. Yeah, but you were arguably trying to. No, I like Tori Wilson. I just wanted the Tori Wilson DVD. Kid Cash just threw Scorpio off the stage. I want to point out on the on the screen behind Cash, Jerry Lynn was on it, like a picture of Jerry Lynn. Was that a picture of what? The screen at the entrance ramp. Yeah, because it's promoting the card. Oh, is that it's just constantly going? Yeah. It, oh, it's, that's it's dumb. showing Raven and like Shane. Douglas oh, I don't like that. I didn't notice that. I didn't like yeah. that. What do you mean you don't like that? It's in, we're in the middle of the match. Put the card, that, put the match that you're watching now up. Well, I mean that makes sense, but that's not what they did. The SmackDown Crusade has come to one night. I was just gonna say, yeah, they showed up. As we're fighting in the crowd, Cash and Scorpio. Kurt Angle's pants make oh, it look like he has an erection, but it doesn't. He probably does. Probably not. It's well over a hundred degrees in the one night stand. Or sorry, the hardcore homecoming ECW arena. They just said, "That's awesome." I have the captions on for one night stand, and I says JBL says I got the I got the ticket Mexican. That's what it said. Is that what he's just said? I mean, probably. That's that kind sounds of, like a JBL thing. To that's say. a pretty time appropriate JBL comment. So yeah. Oh. Uh. 
Scorpio is reaching under the ring, maybe? Or no? I can't really tell. Oh, no, he's just trying to get up. He's probably looking for a water. Oh, he just baseball slide. Knock Scorpio off. There's no ring mats on the ground, by the way. This is definitely old ECW. Athletic Commission doesn't want barbed wire, but they, do, uh, but they also don't care if there's no mats on the concrete floor. They don't believe in safety. Cash has that title, which I still didn't get a good look at. Tag team title all the way from Japan. So, Bobby, you might be right. It might be the GHG title. Scorpio getting a second win according to Joy Styles. Jabbing Kid Cash around ringside. This is a slower match. Chest first into the railing. Did Scorpio go? They're showing Sabu breaking his neck in slow motion. I don't want to stand because, like, why not? Yeah. I think that's a cool idea. I'll give you another uh, TNA note after this match. I actually don't have a ton more, which is pretty cool. Scorpio setting up for a powerbomb and hits it. And he hits it. That's right. That might be what the picture is. Right there on the back of the DVD. Or it could be a hurricane. Or it could be a hurricane. Somersault leg drop. Off the middle rope. Pretty impressive. Scorpio sure was uh, innovative. Oh, no. He's going. He's going to the top now. I need to find out who he was tag team champions with now. Sandman. In Japan? Oh, I didn't know about ECW. Oh. <laughs> he has a top rope somersault. I think he was Vader? I feel like he teamed with Vader before. What? In Japan. I'm going luck. I don't know if they were tag team champions. Cash kicking out at two. This is a wicked long video package on White Night Stand. I mean, like, yeah, that's why I'm not it's taking forever. So this was in June we're watching, right? Yeah. June 05. I'm trying to find a... Ricky Marvin? Yeah, it looks like it might have been Ricky Marvin. Oh, wow. Did he ever win tag gold with Vader? I know they teamed. Wait, 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 wait. That's not true. Hold on. It looks like he actually won the tag team title with um, Doug Williams. On oh, wow. January 23rd, 2005. So it is the NOAA title, the GHC taken title. And I'm not even going to... Oh, he fought Ag- Agawa and Masawa. That's Joel Gerdner decided to go up to the SmackDown crew, and now they are... I'm pretty sure he's wearing the same outfit oh. he was wearing on Hardcore Homecoming. JBL just shoved Gerdner to the ground. 
it looks like Scorpio teams with a shit ton of people here. There's also the day, or not the day after, the next month when he went back to Noah, he teamed with Doug Williams and Ace Steel. Oh, wow. That's the one thing about Japan that I like is there's so many random tag teams. Yeah, yeah, there really is. Pele kick. Or a buzzsaw kick. And that only gets a two count on Kid Cash. Get off the hair. Are you kidding me? We're in Philly. Another power bomb to Kid Holy Cash. Straight jacket power. Yeah, bomb. it was. He did. He kept the arms. Going to the top rope. And 450. That was it's over. Okay. That was like fairly one sided. I thought so too, dude. That was weird to me. Two called Scorpio. Do you think maybe like Cash didn't want to do a lot because he's trying to get a contract? So he like took offense instead of doing it? Hmm. I don't know. That just seems that also seems weird. Oh, see now I can see the tag book. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Okay. What is our next match? Did you see the logo of the, the fuzz thing there? Who the yeah, fuck is this? That, I think, is John Cronus. Okay. That's definitely John Cronus. Wow. Okay, guess it is. Did, did you say that Perry Center has a broken neck? Yeah. Okay. So that's why he's not on the show, because he has a broken neck. Oh, my God. Cronus is wrestling in a handicap match. That's not going to go well. Who is he fighting? Oh, he can still do a split. Uh, uh, okay. Is that like a thing he did? Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Cronus was... Oh, no. Axel. And Ian? Is it Ian, too? Oh, shit. That's not good. Um, I, I thought Cronus was pretty solid in ECW, but at this point, he has easily gained 60 pounds. Holy shit. Since the peak of his ECW run. Oh, you know what? I bet you this is where New Jack comes out. Oh. 
Joey's explaining the Taipei uh, death match that the Rons had, which, in case you didn't know, is when you tape up your fists, you put glue on them, and you put your hands in a bucket that's filled with glass. Mm-hmm. And you proceed to then punch each other repeatedly in the forehead with yeah. the glass covered face. <clears throat> so as you could imagine, uh, there is blood. Yep. Meanwhile, Reverend Dam and Bill Alfonso coming out. Looks like Reverend Dam is injured at this time. That's why he's not wrestling yeah. what I see. Yeah, he had I think he had like a torn ACL or whatever. I don't even know when he comes back to Russell though. This is ten five, so he's probably not back till I don't know, a while. Cause at the time I think he was like when he got hurt, I think he was teaming with Ray. Mm. <clears throat> Which is like a forgotten tag team, I feel like. Two thousand four, let's see. Okay. I'm gonna show you how to beat the shit out of somebody. Two thousand five. Yeah. So he had he got injured January 11th. That's his last match of 2005. It was a SmackDown. Him and Ray lost the tag titles in a four-way where the Basham brothers won the titles in a match that featured Booker T and Eddie Guerrero and then the team of Luther Reigns and Mark Jindrak in a four-way elimination. Huh. So he does not return until... The Royal Rumble. Nah. He's out over a year. Oh, wow. John Cronus is getting the shit beat out of him. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't so think which, I realize that. Which rotten guy is the one who screws people out of money? Uh, Ian. Ian. So the, not the blonde one. No. Okay. He looks like someone who'd screw you out of money. Is he Mid-South? Ian is, yeah. IWA Mid-South. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then here comes a new Jack. Now here we fucking go, dude. Now it's a party. He does not appear at any one night stands, correct? New Jack? I can't imagine. No. I don't think he does. No. That's if you want to talk about liability, I mean New Jack's the definition of it. If if there is a microphone at your venue, make sure he doesn't get one. This is a great time to retell the story. Uh, he he's got a fucking knife. He literally has, has a, a knife. knife. <sighs> this shit makes me uncomfortable. This is a great time to retell the story. Oh, my God. Dude, see, but here's the thing. I, he, I could see him literally putting that through his skull. Holy shit. Because he did work for Ian a couple times, and I wonder if he got paid. Oh, there you go. 
Um, our our friend Austin Skinner at a wrestling uh, pro wrestling syndicate show decided to yell because so, so New Jack was having a, the new gangsters team and he was like the manager. Yeah. Yeah. And he was trying to get someone to join, and he said, he basically yelled something that was like, "If you join, don't join, he's gonna stab you." Yeah. And it was as quiet as it could possibly be in that arena. And well, I should say that, building. We're, we're using the word arena. I know. I said show. I should have said building. It's basically like a dance ballroom. It's the Star Room, Starland Ballroom. Yeah. I've seen concerts there and such yeah. as well. So my bad. I say arena. I mean building but anyways it's so quiet and he slowly turned around he knew exactly who the fuck just said that exactly who said it he wanted to well he was like wondering he was like who said that yeah it was uh he was looking around yeah was, he probably should not have yelled that <laughs> yeah that was um this segment here is i mean so here's the thing on both these shows, I do not care about the bad breed and uh, New Jack and Cronus. Like, I don't care. This is literally just going to be brawling and blood. Like, there's going to be probably zero moves involved. And then on the one night stand, it's just Rob Van Dam shooting, saying, Hey, my knee hurts. And uh, ECW was my company. And, you know, all of our guys deserve success and, like, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Now, the Paul Heyman promos on this show, too, isn't it? That's not 2006, right? Oh, or no, I think that... It, uh, I don't know. Well, because... Isn't there, like, the Raw guys come here, too? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because, like, Bischoff and, like... Edge, and doesn't Edge, like, spit out his water when he mentions Matt Hardy? And he's like... Oh, yeah, I think you're right. What the hell? Matt Hardy? Oh. The dream became a reality. I can't wait for easy arena. Blah, 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 blah. Whoopty freaking do. Uh, cool, great. Axel and Cronus are going backstage with all the blood. I like how they're just playing the music, just beating the shit out of everyone. Yeah, well, that was the thing that New Jack did. New Jack would wrestle with his music playing the entire time. I like it. New Jack elbowing Ian right on the nuts. And you'll be surprised to know that all four men are bleeding a lot. Yeah. And this is not a match. They are just beating the shit out of everyone. Right. There is no referee. Although they did say it was a handicap match and that Cronus. They did? Yeah, Styles said that Cronus was going to wrestle a handicap match, so it was supposed to be a match. Oh my god, one night stand, the lights are out, and it says, what the? Rhino had just attacked 
Van Damme. What the fuck is happening? Bob, they just uh, pulled out a scaffold on Hardcore Homecoming. Where's that Sabu. Come from? Sabu has appeared on one night stand covered in bandages, which we will see why soon. <laughs> yeah. On his yeah, neck, he, chest, and face. Yeah, he's definitely... Shoulder as well. Definitely taped up. Rhino looking absolutely shredded. Okay, so you don't remember this because it's an impromptu match between Rhino and Sabu. Yeah, that would explain yeah, that. Yeah, Rhino is in wicked good shape here, dude. I don't think I've ever seen him like that. I wonder if we'll see him again soon. I wonder. Sabu could still go in 2005, too. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't really hit or miss yet. Nah, he was still doing pretty good. I think he's got at least, like, two more years on him. Well, I saw him in 2010 against Spike. I mean, that was... That oh, that was 2010? Oh, never mind. He's yeah. got five more years in him then. Yeah. I think that was the last time I remember being like, wow, Sabu's not doing too bad. Because that's when right. he shaved his head. Yes, yeah. And I, I don't think I knew that. So when he came out bald, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, and that was actually that was good. That was the last time I saw him, and I was like, Sabu still got it. Yeah. And then after that, it was not good. Yeah, because I'm out, I'll never forget that match with Falaba. Oh, same show as the New Jack incident. Yeah. Sabu had yeah. one of the absolute worst matches I've ever seen in my entire life, ever. Because Genie. The Genie. Kept God rest her soul. Kept throwing him a chair, and he would always say, wrong way. He was fucking pissed. He was getting annoyed. He was like, wrong way. New Jack and Cronus has a table. There's chairs everywhere. There's blood everywhere. There's literally just, I don't even know what's happening on Hardcore Homecoming anymore. So I think New Jack is, New Jack is probably going to jump off the scaffold. That's what I'm assuming. Oh. He's not going to throw someone off of it? No, I don't think he's going to throw anybody off of it. Who was that again? Remind me. When he, what do you mean? In the, the big, in Brian, ex, Lee. Brian Lee. When he goes through all the tables in the ring? That's Brian Lee? Yeah, it's yeah. you're talking about the, the scaffold match when the guy is like thrown through is all the tables. Is that the XPW one? Well, that would be Vic Grimes for that one. Oh, no, that's the one I'm remembering. Vic Grimes. Yeah, Vic Grimes. Yep, New Jack is in fact climbing up. Let's see what he's going to do. I like how they just casually rolled out a scaffold. That's what I'm saying. I've heard of people going back and getting a ladder or a table or a guard railing. I've never seen somebody go backstage and pull out a scaffold. Yeah. Okay, he's on top of it. Music is still playing, by the way. Maybe they should bring Grimes out and then they can recreate the XPW moment where New right. Jack almost died. So they're, it looks like they're about to put Ian, right? Ian on it. Is that Ian? Yeah. I can't tell. Yeah, that's Ian. Yeah, that's Ian. He's got that stupid shirt on. That's how I know. Off the scaffold, through the table. Nice spot. Crowd's going absolutely fucking nuts. So they're loving... Listen, if we were there live, this is probably a ton of fun. 
like the I'm brawling, sure every, the brawling yeah, everywhere no, and stuff. Yeah. Like that's always fun when you're there live. I feel like it's hard to translate that onto like watching a show. Oh, absolutely. But that was a good spot. I like that. It's just like when you know there's brawling in the crowd. Half the time, the camera can never pick it all it's up. It's for so. the it's for the live crowd, and if you're not yeah. live, then it sucks. Yeah. That's absolutely what. Because like when they'd go nuts in the past time, I'd get nervous and be like, "Hey, grab our shit," because who knows what's gonna happen right now. Right. And I would. I'd put my fucking bag back on, and I'd grab our if we had drinks or whatever. You gotta grab it, or you're not gonna see it again. Crowd's going nuts for New Jack here. You gotta put up the X. He's got the microphone. You know what? Okay, we had a weird cut. They cut something out there, or... Oh, no, they just, like, redid it. That was a weird cut. It's a new Jack with a microphone. I think I'd cut, too. (laughs) You and Ian, much love. There wasn't even like a result. They just stopped after the dive. Yeah, stop! It's not a match. There's no result. Yeah, I know. So what the hell was the point? They just literally beat each other up for I'd say ten minutes, at least ten minutes. He, New Jack, jumps off a scaffold, put him through a table, and then they're just like dab it up. (laughs) Dab, yeah, dude. Dude, you got me good. Dude, thanks, man. Yeah, you put me through the table off the scaffold. That's an unwritten rule in ECW. If you jump off a scaffold and put somebody through a table, the beef is over. <laughs> That's it. RVD is a hobbling on one leg. He's helping out Sabu getting the table. And Sabu is going to hit the Arabian Face Buster kind of through the table. So, so New Jack is saying they're, they're motherfucking rebels and motherfucking this, motherfucking that. Oh, they don't want to get in the ring with New Jack. Boo. Oh, he made a decision. How long? Yeah, he's talking about him coming down the aisle, turning this shit upside down. I'm still here doing my thing. I'm about to beat the fuck out of people. Let's go. They should have had this dude on one night stand jumping off the balcony. Untamed live mic. 
You never know. You could. There's just a lot of talking on this show. There's actually probably a lot more than you would expect. I'm telling you, when I say everyone had a microphone, so far, nearly every single person has talked. And I have a feeling that's why the show's so long. Yeah, probably. You're watching a three-hour show, half of it's talking. Okay, that's a good point. Thanks for the reminder, Bob. Speaking of talking, Christopher Daniels did an interview with Slam Sports indicating why he chose to sign a three-year deal with TNA as opposed to seeing if he could get a deal with WWE. He says, quote, It's not lost on me that the chances that I've had that fell apart due to bad luck or whatever you call it. I've always said that I was going to stay loyal to a company that gave me the opportunity, and that's what TNA has done with me, and that's why I'm here. So there you go. Yeah. And he says that TNA is taking really good care of me, and I wanted to reciprocate that. He's got a new, uh, a new kid at this point, new daughter. Um, and he doesn't want to be away from home for two to three weeks at a time. That seems to be quite a trend here with the early TNA guys. Like, Styles just had a kid. Daniels just did. And they don't want to stay gone as long as the WWE deal would uh, make them. Well, I like how you said, or he, however it was worded, that he has a new kid. Like, he bought one. I kind of, yeah, I mean, I was just reading quick. But, yeah, he, he did. He bought her from the black market. <laughs> no, okay. Found this new kid. Hey, there's Raven in a video clip attacking Salmon. Oh, dude, PJ Polacco stumbling down to the ring here. And I say that because he literally just, like, tripped when he was, like, taunting. Just incredible, and I don't know who that is. Oh, it's Jason. Sexiest man on earth, Jason. I feel like Just Incredible is, like, very overhyped. Am I wrong think, to say that? You think Just Incredible is overhyped? Yeah, I mean, am I wrong to say that? Um, and I don't, I, I don't know. How, maybe that's not the right way to put it. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Jerry now Lynn. Jerry, now Jerry Lynn. We have seen this match in TNA. Just saying. A few times. A few times. Um, found Dusty's truck once. That's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I I tend to like Just Incredible. I guess you know, and maybe what it is to me is he plays a really good like heel, and he's like the annoying heel. Yeah. And maybe that's just what it is. It's just like since he annoys me because he's doing a good job, that I'm like, yo, fuck this guy. I think, I think he gets a lot of a bad rap because, um, you know. He's the ECW champion around the time when ECW is like going out of business. Mm. But that's not really his fault, obviously. That's right. Maybe that's what it maybe that's what it has to relate to. I don't know. Um, I just want to point out Joey Styles just said this is Jerry Lynn's ma- first match back in eleven months. Have we seriously not watched Jerry Lynn wrestle in eleven months? That sounds about right. That's fucking crazy. 
And who's the Raw team coming that Bab was wondering on one day stand? Great, so what's Carlin is going off? You know, I'm trying to watch hardcore shows. Fucking hard fucking alarms going off now. Oh, just incredible going with the the white beater shirt. I mean, that makes him look kind of trashy. He wrestles in jean shorts. He already looks trashy. Yeah, but the white the white beater makes it even worse. I prefer to call them white beaters because I don't like that they call them wife beaters. Yeah. Makes me feel uncomfortable. Who can forget the summer series that these guys had? Well, Bob speaks so highly of it. He tells me all the time, did you see the summer series between Just Incredible and Jerlin? And I say, no, I did not. Yeah, of course you didn't. You and here it. comes Chris Benoit on one night Okay, Jerry Lynn, just incredible, squaring up. Let's go, let's go. Oh, incredible slips out. That's bullshit, dude. We're, by the way, an hour, 47 minutes and 13, 14, 15 seconds into the show. If you're watching One Night Stand, though, we're an hour, 14 minutes and 8 seconds into that one, so. Can you feel the heat? So we got oh, lots of stuff going on here today on the Dina Crestline podcast. Here comes Eddie Guerrero, uh, as Bob just alluded to. Uh, Is Eddie a heel at this time? I don't remember. June. Uh, yeah, I think so. He looks fucking pissed. That's why I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he had turned heel by this point. Oh, wait. Is this the same year he fights Ray in the ladder match? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is like... I think this is some of the best shit of Eddie Guerrero. Oh yeah, and then he fucking dies in November, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. That's so fucked up. Yeah, that sucks, but that's yeah. That's the history. Yep. When we were supposed to get a uh, Eddie Guerrero Shawn Michaels match at WrestleMania. What? Yeah, two thousand two thousand six twenty two WrestleMania twenty two. They were oh. gonna do that. That's crazy. Yeah. 
We got finally got a lockup between Credible and Jerry Lynn now. That's another thing on the show as I feel like they are doing is a lot of fucking delaying. A lot of talking and a lot of delaying matches. Well, I mean, are you are you really surprised? No. Now, I don't even know. I think Credible's ever since his release in 2003, he's just been doing indies and obviously had a couple month run in TNA. And then, of course, uh, he blocked me on Twitter. Um, Why did he do that, Bob? <laughs> Well, you know, I told you I didn't. I forget. That's also oh, okay. So um, <clears throat> he had posted something on Twitter about being mad about a promoter canceling a show. Oh, like three weeks in uh, in advance. And all I said, because he said he goes, oh, man, looking for a booking. You know, it's unprofessional to cancel shows three mm-hmm. eight weeks out. I just lost out on five hundred dollars. And then I said, well, you know, at least he gave you, like, notice instead of, like, the day before. Apparently, that was, like, not right. That was too much for him. Right. So then he blocked me. And then I, when I realized I was blocked, I was like, well, in 2019 or whatever, who's paying Just Incredible $500 to be on a wrestling show? And then did he unblock you and then yell at you again? No, then he DM'd oh. us asking for fifty dollars for it. Right, yeah. right. He did do that um, because which... times are tough. I don't know if he said that part. He did. He said, "You know, times have been tough." Did I'm he? I'm asking. Yeah, he was like, "I'll I can do an interview for fifty dollars." We can talk about TNA, which I was like, "That you were there for two months." Right. Which I mean, my only thing is that. I feel like he tends to screw people. That's so, why I. That's why. That's I why I was against it that. as well. Because, for example, let's use this. He came out with a book recently, right? A year or so ago, and he promised that you could get an Aldo Montoya mask if you pre-ordered it from him. I don't know if anyone got those because I saw a lot of people who were pretty pissed off. Yeah, I don't know if people like got the book. You can get the book on Amazon, at least. So there's, like, that option. Well, so I tried to do that. Oh, you did? Yeah, and then, like, the order was, like, canceled. Oh. And then I saw that the guy that helped write it was, like, you know, if you you do an order, um, it's out of my hands if you get it or not. So he was, like, distancing himself from it. Oh, boy. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, I guess not. Because, you know, I would love to to read a Justin Incredible book. I think that, you know, he'd probably have a lot of things to talk about. But, you know, if you can't rely... Is it this one? To get Is it. this the book? Yep. Okay, so... 
It looks like. See, this is weird though. Who's selling this? Oh, it's it literally the writer and. Oh, is that just Kenny, the author? Kenny Casanova, right? Yeah, and PJ Palaka. So you can buy a paperback twenty four ninety five, but it it does not include Prime shipping, which is bullshit because it's on right. Amazon. It costs six dollars to ship it, and you will get it. Now we're recording this on May twenty ninth, June first to June fifth. And it's sold by something weird. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be trying that one. Yeah. At least on Amazon, you can get your money back, but. But that's what I mean. So anyways, he screws people. So I wasn't about to send him. $50 for them, him to not do an interview with us. Right. And if I'm paying someone for an interview, I'm sorry, you got to be there more than two months and be a little bit cooler. Because for the, for the record, both Goldilocks and Chris Harris did not charge us anything. And we yeah. had phenomenal interviews. Check those out in the archives, other bonus episodes. Really, really, I think some of the best stuff we've done. Yeah, and they were there for a substantially long time. Yeah, and they did openings for our show, which you guys hear every few weeks because we switch them up. I mean, I can't speak better about either one of those people. Right. Jerry Lynn takes the chair from Jason, goes to hit. Oh, super kick. Just incredible hit the super kick so hard he fell out of the frame. Like he wasn't, he, he didn't fall near Jerry Lynn. He fell away from him. Just incredible is also uh, busted open here. So is Eddie Guerrero, one night stand, who's taking a chair to the back Crispin Wah ringside. The referee goes yelling to Just Incredible. That cuts pretty deep. Do you want to quit? You want me to call the match? And I like that. I like how blatantly obvious he's saying, that cuts pretty fucking bad. Do you want to stop? Just Incredible. Have you had enough? Running knee. Jason holding the chair in front of Jerry Lynn's face. He pulled him out of the corner, powerbombed him on the steel chair, goes for the cover, but that is a kick out of two. This referee's annoying as fuck. Do you give up? I think that's John Pee Wee Moore. He's wicked annoying. Eva Hop! No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Damn him. Oh, Jalen. Nope, that's another two count.
two and a half. Uh, yeah, Jason made an appearance at both as well. Oh, see, like that's interesting. Holy shit, the referee. Hey! Hey! He doesn't quit. He's still in. You giving up? Are you giving up? I'll tell you that their ECW matches were better. Well, I feel like this one has been a lot of headlocks. It's been pretty fairly slow. Big boot in the corner by Jerry Lynn. And a power slam by Credible. A deep power slam by. Yeah, I like that. What would you rather watch? Guerrero and Benoit or Credible and Lynn? Guerrero and Benoit. Even though it's kind of looking a little sloppy over there, to be honest with you. I Well, I, I was just about to say, because you kind of missed the, you missed the cross face a little bit. <clears throat> Yield seven ten split. Ooh, short arm clothesline. Oh, that was awkward a little bit. Oh. Boom. Hits the kryptonite crunch. That's it. Right? No. One, two. It's the cradle or nothing, dude. You know that. The cradle or nothing, he says. Cradle power driver. I know. I'm saying for people listening. Oh, okay. Sorry. My apologies. Tombstone pile driver. Go for the cover. One, two. Okay, I thought he was just about to be drilling. No. 
Justin Krell is incredulous. Joel Gertner is harassing Eric Bischoff again. All right, one night stand. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Joel Gertner begging Eric Bischoff for a job. Can I please have a job? I need one. I'll do anything. Okay, they're doing nothing in this match now. These guys are killing me here. I mean, I would say it's a fairly disappointing match. Yeah, I'd say so. It's bullshit, dude. He's just yelling at Jason. <laughs> Jason just ruined what could have been a classic. Okay. You know what? That's that's Joey's job. I know. I know. It's not his fault. Springboard drop kick. Jerry Lynn going to the top rope with Justin Credible here. And holy oh. shit, her threw a table on the floor. Okay, I didn't see that one coming. No. That was pretty good. That will uh kind of maybe pick up the action, hopefully. That was crazy. Here comes Mike Awesome on when I stand. This ends up being one of his last matches, doesn't it, Mike Awesome? I think so. He's looking pretty good, too. Jazz? Jazz is at Hardcore Homecoming. The best booty in the business. You didn't know that Jazz was the best booty in the business, Dan? No, I don't think I did know that. And Masato Tanaka. Coming out on one night stand, so you can imagine what's going to happen in that match. Hello.
Oops. There we go. I almost just messed up my one night stand because I was trying to minimize because I wanted to see if this was one if it is his last or one of his last matches. Oops, I hit the wrong guy. And Jerry Lynn has just pinned just incredible. Told you. Thank God, dude. Okay, it is, in fact, his last match. Before this, he was wrestling quite a bit in Pro Wrestling Noah. Wow. Oh, really? From from October 9th, 2004 until March 5th, 2005. I mean, very consistently. He did a lot of Japan work. All Japan... In 2003, he fights Just Incredible and New Jack at a Full Impact Pro. <laughs> of course, the last time we saw him in TNA, it looks like he uh, it was a tables match with Mike Sanders. Oh, yeah. That was on uh, May 14th, 2003, so it's been quite some time. But he was get- he's getting his stuff in here. He did not uh, slow down very much. I kind of thought he did, so. Jerry Lynn's on the mic now, dude. I tell everyone's got to talk a little bit. Got to share all your memories, you know? Yeah, of course. While they're giving Justin props, Justin, Justin. Oh, look at you, dude. You can order the DVD. The official Hardcore Homecoming event program with a forward written by Terry Funk. The Swanson and Rittner t-shirt with the Wait, address. Hang on a minute. Order the DVD that we're watching? I just read the note, remember, that it said, well, that was about the program, it said, but it's, you're going to be able to order it. They wanted to get it out within two weeks. Oh, fuck yeah. Here we go. No, but I'm saying there were just pit, was it the DVD of what we're watching. No, it was the event program. I thought it was the same cover as the DVD that we're watching. Right. Okay. That's why I was like, confused. By the care DVD about nothing that you're else already now. watching. I don't care about nothing else because Raven. I don't care about is coming anything out. else. For some reason, the quality has gotten mega shit for this match, which is just great. Because it's Raven. Hey. Who's this dweeb in the hat? 
That's the musketeer. You act like I should know that. Yeah, you should. Okay, I don't. He's with Meanie as well. And of course, Sandman's about to come out and make a 27-minute entrance. Hardcore effing homecoming. Even if I know when. Yeah. Sings section of the show. Yeah, it is. And I hope that we get flagged and that um we will not be getting flagged. Oh. Dude, the quality looks like a garbage disposal is watching our video. It looks so fucking awful right now. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mike Awesome and Tanaka are having an absolute classic, so there's Orlando Jordan and JBL watch on. Okay, we're going to be here for a few minutes. So uh, the final Impact show on Fridays from May 27th on FSN drew a .3 rating. It's second highest of the year for a Friday afternoon show. The show's final 2005 average uh, here was a .22 on Friday afternoon and a .25 on Saturday night for their FSN run. So for FSN standards, not bad. Uh, also, another fun one for you, Bob, is that AJ Styles, uh, well, you'll probably mention this here eventually, but he defeated Petey Williams in Italy over the weekend to retain the NWA title. So PD got an NWA title match over the weekend in Italy. We still got 53 minutes, 53 seconds left in the show here. I got two more small notes. I'll tell you after this match, probably. Sandman still walking around the ring. Yeah, it's going to take another 40 minutes. Buy the t-shirt hardcore F and homecoming. The legacy lives on, it says on the back. Why did Raven have the musketeer guy with him? Because it's just part of his random posse. It's like the outcasts, like the weirdos. Yeah, pretty much. 
His name is literally the Musketeer. Yeah, I believe so. It just, I mean, that's what it just said. Sandman's looking rough. Yeah, he doesn't look great. I mean, the downward angle up to his gut wasn't helping. They're showing JBL way too much during the awesome match here. They're going back and forth to JBL. Well, he's the, you know, top heel. During the match this much? Yeah, they don't, they don't care about ECW. You still gotta get over your own talent that you've invested your money in. They've shown him a couple times. You don't need to show him this much. Fuck him up, Sam, man. Fuck him. Okay, Raven's got to talk now. Okay, it's Raven's turn. I believe we only have one more match after this one. It's the barbed wire, no real barbed wire match. That's correct. Oh, Raven's saying he's a major, major star. It's, it's an embarrassment that he's got to come back here. That's pretty funny. I think the renovations are excellent. <laughs> okay, so Mike Awesome died in 2007. So he just like did this match and was like, that's it. I'm fucking done. Well, because I don't think... Uh... I think they I think they wanted to sign him, but he didn't want to do it. Uh, that's what I was just going to ask, because I just, I mean, he's fucking destroying. I mean, he's going nuts. Yeah. I guess if he didn't want it. I'm pretty sure that they tried. And he was just like, no. Yeah, literally, I'm so on Wikipedia. This is what you were saying. Um, so it says the crowd greeted awesome with cheers at the beginning of the match. Whatever. So Joey Styles made frequent references to awesome leaving ECW for WCW. And during the match, Styles infamously said, and it's a shame he didn't succeed in taking his own life. By the end, of course, the crowd fucking loved the match, of course. We have the weird pop-up on our screen again. It's just stupid. 
but here it is. Oh, okay. So after he retired from wrestling, he was a real estate agent. So he just started a new career after this match. Johnny Polo. Oh, what an Johnny insult, Polo. dude. Raven kicking Sandman in the head a few times. Paul Heyman's coming out on One Night Stand, so he's about to do that classic promo there. I'm surprised. So on that, sh- on the hard or One Night Stand, it's at one forty one forty five oh nine. So he's gonna do that for a while. So if, like, they're probably on the main event after this. Yeah, I think I think they might be. We're about to see a double main event here, guys. No rope barbed wire. And I forgot what the main event of One Night Stand is. Uh, Dreamers, Dreamers, Sandman, Dudley's, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what they like the flaming table and stuff, right? Yeah. 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 Fuck him up, Sandman. I don't like that we have like a water, a shitty watermark on our screen right now. No, go away. That's okay. We can still see the match, luckily. Yeah. Always, oh, Sandman's got the musketeer hat on. Okay, he threw it. It's gone now. Hardcore hack someone's yelling at Sandman. <laughs> Classic WC dub. Who doesn't love some hardcore hack, dude? Yeah, I was actually thinking about that the other day. I was like, how did he get a run? And it was only for like a minute. Hardcore hack, dude. Needed him for that hardcore title. I guess so. A few laughs, a few ha's. Raven, you suck. Raven! Now, as we know, in about nine days, Raven is going to be in the King of the Mountain match. Oh, right. anniversary. I don't think it was actually announced, but guess what? There's no fucking TV leading up to it, so spoiler alert. Well, I believe something happens on the pay-per-view that 
Oh, okay. So, guys, uh, Raven quit. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. It happened 18 years ago. Okay, guys. Yeah. Sorry. Get that. Uh, post those hate comments about how sometimes we spoil stuff that happened 18 years ago. Remember that? That was fun. Yeah, I'm sorry, but like. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that. Oops. Oops. Oopsie. Whoops. Anyway, it's going to be. I can't wait for Slammiversary, actually. Um, I really, really can't wait for Slammiversary. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but, but that's why I'm thinking with next week, if we kind of just watch a fun match, cover our last set of notes, and it'll be a, a quick little mini bonus episode right before because uh, two days after our next bonus episode is Slammiversary. Right. That's, no, how and, clo- that's how close we are. And you're hoping for it to be a good show or a good match. Slammiversary? No, the... Um, oh, the, whatever we watch. The one match, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, ideally, I'd like to watch something that would hopefully be decent. Right, but I don't want to give the illusion, like, give up the hope that, like, oh, it's a classic five star. We don't know. We've never watched it. Right. So it could very well suck. Very well suck, absolutely. Or not, you know, meet the expectations or hopes that mm-hmm. we have for it. Right. The Sandman is ascending the turnbuckle. And there's the rolling rock. Sandman's got table. We always like a nice table. Oh, swing the Kendo stick. Raven's busted open pretty good, it looks like. The He's white Russian leg sweep. Which I thought Bob was making that up, but that is what Joey Styles just called it. The Rolling Rock? No, the white Russian leg sweep. Oh, yeah. How dare you think I would make something up? I've never done that in my I life. Know. Oh, shit. Leaping somersault senton through the table off the top rope to Raven. You would think this is a match with Jeff Hardy, and he Raven gave him the Jeff Hardy moves, <sighs> like he did with Sean Waltman in the House of Fun match. But don't worry, Meanie, uh, Meanie stopped that. He pulled the referee out. Sam Man is like, whatever, fuck you. Meanie up top.
One, two, he kicks out. Bunch of bullshit. Two count only, though. The musketeer obliges by giving him a chair. Dudleys are coming out on one night stand currently. Donnie Allen. I don't even know who that is. Who is a, Don E. Allen? He's a jobber guy. Okay. They're really hyping him up. Oh, and they literally just said he might be the only jobber we ever had. Yeah. And Mikey Whiprack here, he just took out Don E. Allen. He's going in his pocket. Oh, he's got a beer. Trying to be like friends. He's got a brewski. The same man. What? Oh my god. Whippersnapper and Raven gets the pin. I wasn't expecting that. Nine minutes, 56 seconds. Match is done. They said that. And unfortunately, we still have this fucking watermark on everything. Separated. Raven whooped ass as he always does. He ain't about to jab out. Look at him showing the little picture. Look at, look at. <laughs> it's a hardcore homecoming, and then it zooms in. Icons of hardcore, limited edition art print, and autographed event chairs available uh, now. Hardcorehomecoming.com. We're going right into the main event here. Why are you singing Terry Funk song right now? Because that's what it is. 
that's what they're playing. <laughs> Can I? What am I not allowed to do that? I don't want to be that guy, but why is there ropes on still? That's a really great question. Just saying. Hey, was Sam- it not originally a barbed wire match? Maybe not. Oh. Okay. They have not allowed many years... They have not allowed barbed wire in wrestling in years now, and they so it was supposed to be, and now they're in the ring and they're taking it down. So it looks like they're literally like fuck them. We're gonna do it anyways. Yeah, so it was originally just a a regular match, and then they incorporated the barbed wire after, or like at the show. Okay. Which is interesting. They thought it was fake barbed wire, gimmick barbed wire. So what does that mean? If they can still use it? Oh, that's funny. They're waiving the rules for one night only. And here comes Shane Douglas with Francine. Little smooch and all. Do you remember? Look at them settling their differences to be able to to be friends. Look, he's even holding the barbed wire up so Francine can get in the ring for us. Well, he's a gentleman. And listen, I mean, they were always, like, better as a unit. I mean, Shane Douglas always tried to find, like, another Francine with a variety of different, you know, women. Tori Wilson and all whatever, and... It just never worked. Motherfucker. So I'm glad that... uh, No one is Francine besides Francine. Exactly.
Cut the fucking music. <laughs> I like how they came out and Terry Funk left and he's about to come back out. Thank you, Jay. We love you. Yeah, talk it up, Bill. We're bringing hardcore back to fucking life. That's right. Okay, so BWO is also on One Night Stand now. Sandman's out. So Meanie has appeared on two shows now. Is this when Simon uh, Simon Dean was happening, or no? Um, no. Okay. That's later in 2000. That's after BWO. I couldn't remember. That makes sense. Because, what is it? He fights Lashley, right? And the pay-per-view, and he gets a burger shoved down his throat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's like No Mercy. 2005. Or no. 2006? Bobby Lashley doesn't show up in 2005, does he? That's a real fucking test for me, dude. I have no idea. I don't think he does. Because he's on like ECW and shit. I think it's 2006. Yeah, 2006 sounds more accurate, but. On my father's grave. Sabu's caught up in the middle of it, he's saying. Uh, basically, he just wants to fuck up Terry Funk, it sounds like. So that's kind. He doesn't want to beat up Sabu. He just is uh, in the way. Right. There's less than 30 minutes left of One Night Stand. Same thing with uh, Hardcore Homecoming. Yeah, so we're two hours, 36 minutes, 52 seconds. Sabu not covered in bandages yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't not like this yet. like double angle like split screen they got for entrances. Not a fan of that, really. Yeah. Speaking, right. of, speaking of people who keep trying to find managers, I feel like Sabu always was trying to find a fucking Alfonso after. Because remember, he had the... So he's genie, of course. And then he had the guy with the weird hat on. Remember him? 
we saw him at one of the one of the two CW shows. There was like a guy who looked like he would wrangle monkeys at a circus, and that was like Sabu was like one of his managers. No Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney also making. Oh, yeah, here. I gotta before this. I wanna watch this Bob White. I gotta see what's this. Okay, Bob's leaving me alone now. Bob's literally gonna miss one of the biggest moments of the show. Because he's got to go pee right now. And here comes Terry Funk. Tammy is by his side as a uh, remembrance of Chris Candido. Tammy and Terry Funk is a weird. There is, and always will be. One true hardcore legend, and you're looking at him. Terry Funk, Sabu, Shane Douglas, no rope, barb wire match. Isn't it a pretty, uh, pretty solid main event, I'd say? They got streamers if they're even thrown in here. Oh, Kid Cash is making an appearance on One Night Stand as well. It's pretty exciting. Bill Alfonso, the manager, who goes right down the middle, blowing his whistle like you would not fucking believe. Sabu. Oh, he didn't miss it. Bob is back. Holy crap. Bob, I thought you were going to miss one of the biggest moments of the show, but you're back. Terry Funk being introduced now. After we get the introductions such out of the way, I will give you guys our final two TNA notes of the show. And on One Night Stand, Bob, Kid Cash just made an appearance. You got a donut? Yeah, I had to get a, my, the last donut. And you know what? <laughs> Nothing goes better. With a barbed wire match than a Bavarian. Donut. Where'd you get a donut? I went to Wegmans earlier. You didn't bring me any last night. No. Okay. So it's a three-way dance. There's elimination in this. Now that all that's done, 
there's a pretty a, an interesting story here uh, with Jim Duggan, who's, as we know, involved in people looking to buy TNA. I don't know why. It's very odd to me. Well, he was interviewed in an upstate New York newspaper. Huh. I don't know if this is around when he potentially could have appeared on any local show. I don't know. Um, but anyways, it was regarding a local kid training to be a pro wrestler. Uh, Duggan uh, was working the city. So he's in the city working a local indie guy. He uh, he said it was very different from when he came in during the late or the early 80s. He said a lot of guys only have one option to make money, which is Vince. Now, when he was asked about TNA, he laughed and said something to the effect of, not with a point one TV rating about people making money with him. So, well, I do not like the way they are filming this match with the split screens every once in a while. It's it's weird. Yeah. Terry Funk and Shane Douglas both thrown into the barbed wire. Terry Funk's sitting in it, and Shane Douglas bounced right off. Well, they're also wearing shirts. Right. It still hurts. It can poke through. Yeah. Boo. I mean, off the chair. I don't remember a time that Shane Douglas ever wore a shirt. Well, there you go. He started after this. Uh, my final note for the show about TNA. And by the looks of it, he's wearing at least double layer. It does look like that, yeah. Uh, the final note here. So last week we talked about wrestlers who were booked on the May 31st taping, essentially getting paid 1.5 times their normal uh, show pay. Well, apparently, so that was for everyone and not just top wrestlers. So it was reported originally that it was just top guys, but everyone got paid extra money because they canceled the TV taping. So wow. good for them no for making it right. What they got paid for it. Yep. So good for them. Same with setting up a chair. It's about to, oh, he almost went off thing. Dives to the floor. They were trying to get a table out, but. From the arena. Night that the line was crossed. Fuck him up. I mean, Shane has even taped up his forearms, his fist. He does not want any part of his body hitting the barbed wire. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty He's pretty well taped up and all that. He might as well have had put a ski mask and oven mitts on his hands as well. <laughs> Could you imagine, dude, fucking oven mitts? I... I feel like that's something like MJF would do. If he was ever booked into a barbed wire match, he'd just cover his whole body. He really would, though. And I think it would be genius for a heel to do that. I don't know. The Impact players have stormed the ring on one night stand, and Justin Credible has a literal ball of barbed wire. It is in a ball. What the heck? And he is about to hit That's Incredible on Sandman onto the barbed wire. So we're seeing double barbed wire action here. Yeah. And now they have Tommy Dreamer, who is a crimson mask. Here comes uh, Francine. Francine does both. What? 
And she just low blows Tommy Dreamer. Wow. And let me tell you, she doesn't look nearly, she looks totally opposite than Hardcore Homecoming. That's Beulah. Oh my gosh. Now they're going to have a cat fight. In, oh my god, they're having a cat fight in blood. Under that, that's some reason I remember this too, like the cat fight situation. There's Beulah. Beulah hasn't been seen in ECW since breaking her neck, quote unquote, by the Dudley Boys. Landstorm. Oh, he just decked. That's probably the end of the Impact player. And Sabu was punching, oh. punching uh, Shane Douglas against the barbed wire. Here, got oh. another chair in the ring. Oh, Shane Douglas sidesteps. So Sabu, that might have been one of the band aids right there. Yeah, that's probably the neck one. Bloody Dreamer embracing his, you know, his now ex-wife. Oh, I was just going to ask that. I think they they brought up double DDT. Beulah kind of blood in her hair. What? What? Beulah going for a cover on Bubba. (laughs) He's only gets a duke out after a DDT. That is funny. Terry Funk being choked across the barbed wire. I can see why Terry was like, maybe I can't do two shows so close, especially if you're getting your face shredded by barbed wire. Yeah, but I'm surprised they didn't even, he wouldn't even want to have made an appearance. So Sabu's pants are ripped and they're taping them together right now. Well, Terry is like very loyal guy. So if Shane was like, I need you, can you only do one? No. He might have been like, yeah, we can do one. <clears throat> oh, Bubba getting the table. Meanwhile, we're seeing a double double angle of Cebu with a headlock on Shane Douglas for some reason. We need two camera well, angles. I there. mean, it it looked a very um, suffocating. Right. So if you get two angles of it, um, it's double the suffocation. Okay. Sammy and oh, Howard on through a table. They're going back to the 94 spot with the triple sleeper. You know, it's really just a double because only two people are in it. But Right. It's okay. One, two. No, Shane Douglas kicks out. 3D by the Dudleys on Dreamer. But he goes... Bubba goes back to get another table, and there's four other ones stacked up, so I feel like there's going to be more tables used. Oh, look at that. Shane goes into the barbed wire, but you know what? When you have six layers of clothing on, it probably didn't hurt that much. Oh, here comes Spike. Who has not been fired yet, and that's on the one-night stand one, by the way, not hardcore homecoming. Dallas is getting food delivered to him yet again. He was just complaining about me having donuts. And this guy gets a meal delivered, a drink. It looks like a pink drink. And if people are longtime fans of the show, we all know that Dallas likes his weird one. He just did a taste test. I think he's going to go with the one on the right. He took the one on the right. He took it. He was hesitating, but he took the one on the right. And it looks like he's having chips, so get ready for some crunch. See, I eat stuff that doesn't have a crunch, and then Dallas doesn't care. Oh, boy. Flaming table. I didn't expect that I was getting a 
cool meal service. I was just expecting part of the meal. Tommy Dreamer was just power bombed through a flaming table, like he Scott Demore. <laughs> One, two, three. Dolly Boys go into the match. That's right. Now I'm pretty sure that the Dudleys don't wrestle in WWE after this. I'm pretty I don't sure. think they do. Obviously, I mean, obviously they come back, but <clears throat> in terms of uh, this time, yeah, in 2005. I'm, Right. Pretty sure this is it, and I can look that up, I guess. Bully Ray, who has a 7.44 on cage match, that seems a bit high to me. That's got to be, let's see here. Yeah, yeah, that is, Are they their, done? yeah, that's their final, that's their final appearance. This, they only had. It's their only appearance in 2005. So where what where were they all of 2005? Just not working. Maybe they wanted a little time off. Maybe they had nothing for them. Oh, here comes Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because it's not an ECW reunion show without Stone Cold Steve Austin. He is an original. Well, I mean. Yeah, but he was also there for not long. But I guess as long as you were there, I guess technically it counts. Technically it counts. That's exactly right. Terry Funk throwing a chair at Sabu's face. I want more barbed wire. Let's go. Oh, Sabu off the rope. There's something that's supposed to be happening in this match that hasn't happened yet, Bob, and it's pissing me off. In in the uh, barbed wire? Coming. Yeah. There's a big appearance, and it has not happened. I'm really confused as to who it could be. Because I, I have no idea. I think it's probably at the end or some shit like that. Oh, my God. Oh, God, look at his arm. Yeah, his arms have been shredded. Fucking whistle-blowing bullshit in the background. Well, they have to cut him loose. Look, Al Snow's there. That one nice stand. They're all coming out at the end of the show here. Yeah, and then this is um, this is the show where JBL like punches Meanie real bad and busts him up, and then Meanie gets a job for about six months. Really? Yeah. Is it because of that? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. They didn't want to get sued. So they're so, like, "Do you want to work with us instead of?" Yeah, you want to work here for like three months, and then we'll fire you, and then. Call it a day. I mean, he does it at the end here? Yeah, because those guys like come down to the ring, I'm pretty sure. Oh. And then you'll see them fighting, and you'll see just JBL freaking go off on, on Zanini. 
Oh my god. Shane Douglas just hit the referee with a chair. Of course he did. Sabu is tangled in the row in the barbed wire. Terry Funk yelling, you piece of shit. Sabu's getting cut out of barbed wire, it looks like. Do you think that so I don't remember who wins this match. Do you think Shane Douglas wins the main event of the own show that he put together? I think he's going to let Terry Funk do it because he's like the legend. Oh, you think so? Yeah, if not, then it's definitely him. I don't think Sabu's winning. I don't think so either. We need a referee. They got the annoying one, though. Terry Funk jabbing away. Terry, no. Oh, oh Francine tried to save, but it didn't chair work. Chair shot to the back. <clears throat> Sabu! Sabu! That's all I hear Fran yelling in the background. Terry Funk stands Sabu up. Hits him in the head with the chair. Dude, why does Shane Douglas do that? Whenever he has a chain, he's got to make it like... Because he wants everybody to know that he it's has so it. fucking happy. He just knocked out the referee. Shane, you can't win by beating up the referee. What? Are, it's a barbed wire. No more barbed wire. You can probably use a chain. <laughs> That's a really good point, actually. Okay, so he knocks both of them out. I, well, Terry Funk did a sell job like he was a fish out of water, but I thought he was trying to do a kip up. But I don't think he was trying to do a kip up. Oh my god, jabbing a chair to the back of his head. So now at the one night stand show, all the uh, Raw and SmackDown guys are a unit. They're coming down. Shane Douglas wailing on Terry Funk with the chair during Hardcore Homecoming. See now, what's silly about one night stand is like Benoit and guys are in the ring, but like Benoit's a SmackDown guy. Yeah, but he is the heart and souls, you know. So he's got to like. Yeah, this is where I be- came from. It's going to be awkward on the next, you know, Thursday. Right, right. On this SmackDown show. I was like, hey, remember when you guys beat me up? That was cool. Is that new Rene Dupree? Yeah, that was Salon Grenier for sure. Yeah, and Rob yeah. Conway. Jason Tomko. The mild dude. The Bastion. The wild dude. They got all the top names. Orlando Jordan. Oh, Shane Douglas, like, lifts up and slams... Uh, Sebu on the barbed wire, and someone just gave him a chair. I'm assuming Francine. Fucking ladder. When I say, who's coming out? Where's the music? I don't know. I'm not watching that as much. So oh, it's It's fucking Taz. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. Taz gets, he's a freaking commentator. <laughs> he's getting his own entrance to be the savior of his 
brawl. Get out of here. Oh, oh the lights, lights out. out. Lights out on Hardcore Homecoming. Sting. Stinger. Oh! oh it's, it's Mick Foley. Foley. What the shit? And he's got a referee shirt on. He's a what? This is the this is the big one. This is what I've been waiting. I this thought is what he was you're just, talking about. I thought Foley? he was by default. Yeah, he's the big guy who appears on two shows. He's a WWE guy. Yeah, it's weird. But he has he just friends with Shane. I guess that makes sense. Oh, he yanked Shane oh. off the uh, ladder. So much for that friendship, I guess. Oh, he's got the fucking Sacco. Cactus Jack with Sacco. See now at the one night stand thing, you see JBL. He is clubbering Blue Meanie. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, he is just beating the shit out of him. Wonder why. I don't know. He oh. literally keeps going. Look, and Meanie's trying to fight back. Yeah, Taz has the uh, Taz mission on Kurt Angle on the aisle. Terry Funk playing some nice punch on Shane Douglas here on our, our show. Oh, here we go. Boom, double arm DDT. And this is this is making sense here. They're beating the shit out of Shane Douglas. You look at JBL's white shirt, there's blood all over his left arm. That's because Blumini is Buster Hardway. Dude, look at look at Nova chilling in the corner doing nothing. I also don't think he's in the ring anymore. Blumini. No, I don't think he is. Oh, you know he is. He's in the upper right corner, and his face is just busted open. Barbed wire mandible claw. Yeah, I see Mr. That. That's on... Mr. Sago. It's still the mandible claw, Bob. Mr. Sago. The barbed wire. He's it's called the mandible claw. What the fuck are you talking about? Terry Funk is rolling around with Shane Douglas. Foley one. No, kick out at two. Oh. oh. Uh, Franchise wait. is eliminated. Oh, it's an elimination? Yeah, it's three-way dance. <sighs> yeah, you thought. Son of a bitch. All right, well. You thought. Yeah, I'm surprised Shane was the first one out. Oh, Sabu, going for a roll-through. No. Terry Funk goes for a cover. Kick out at two. All the barbed wire ropes are, like, falling off now. Well, they had to cut everybody out of it. Shit. It's about to slingshot Sabu into the post. Oh, no, he just fell out of the ring. (laughs) So now this is a throwback to uh, the Terry Funk-Sabu no-rope barbed wire match at Born to be Wired. Okay, okay. 1997. Nice callbacks here. Crowd is Terry Funk is climbing a ladder. 
is Sabu is oh it broke. Okay, oh, the table broke too. My God. That was one of the worst botches I've ever seen. The ladder crippled underneath itself, and Terry Funk kind of fell on the edge of the table, which also broke, and Sabu was on it. <laughs> well, the crowd is chanting, holy shit, so they're still he happy. Could've, he could have broken his legs doing that. Oh, my God. Sabu with an Arabian face buster. Oh, wow. Oh, Sabu won. Unexpected. So, are we thinking that Funk was supposed to do a moonsault and miss it through the table and then a raving face buster? And then yeah, one? I mean, probably something like that. Don't worry. He's trying to get Funk water, and Funk was like, fuck you. Oh, shit, they just hit a 3D on Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff is uh, getting beat up real bad. He got a 3D by the Deli Boys, now a diving headbutt, a headbutt by uh, Chris Benoit. Steve Austin's directing this, so who's up now? Ray Mysterio is going to do the 619 because you know what? He did that in ECW. Oh, wait. No, he did not. And <laughs> see you later. There's that one. And then who else is next? Balls Mahoney should give him a chair shot right over the head. Good. And Sabu's celebrating. Mick Foley's holding up his arm, too. Bob, what do you think about Hardcore Homecoming here? Is it starting to wrap up? Um, that's a really tough question. I'll say this. I was expecting complete garbage and, like, like really bad. But, so it wasn't, like, awful, like I was expecting. But it wasn't, like, great. And, like, a lot of matches, I think, were let down. Yeah. I think if you're an ECW fan, it's a good show. I Stuff think up. that if you, if you are somebody that greatly enjoys EC, ECW nostalgia... This is probably a good show. I mean, yes, they, that's what I mean. Though. ECW yeah. One Night Stand is by far the superior show. I mean, it's like not even close. Well, yeah. I mean, judging I, having this, having both shows on, I mean, that is abundantly clear. Um, I think Hard Homecoming. I know you don't know it, but I give it a thumbs in the middle. It's not really a thumbs up to me, but. Yeah, so, I mean, my rule of thumb is I'm not doing thumbs in the middle. It's either up or down. Now, if I were to give in the middle, this would be the definition of middle. But I have to, I guess, give it a thumbs down. That's fair. If you didn't have uh, One Night Stand on in the background, you think you'd feel the same? Yeah. Yeah, I do. They're all saying their goodbyes here as it looks like the Dudleys are taking out the trash essentially with Eric Bischoff. Oh, I didn't even realize Johnny Swinger was there. At the one oh, shit. 
No, that's cool. So is C.W. Anderson. Okay. Were they maybe dark matches or just visiting or something? Well, I think like if you were ECW and you were if you had ECW history, you were brought in for the show to at least be there. Okay. Well, we're ending a, a very celebratory on both shows here. Hardcore Homecoming is officially ending with Terry Fuck having his arms raised, celebrating. Stone Cold's drinking beers with the ECW uh, alum, and both shows are going off the air at the same time. Look at that. As if, as if we had synced it up. I know. That was a uh, that was a pretty fun bonus episode just because we the way we just did that. I'm glad on the fly we decided to do a, a two-for-one here. Yeah, so now you're going to have to cha- you know, change that um, title and be like, Hardcore Homecoming and One Night Stand, like dual watch along or something. Well, and part of me wants to be like, well, that's not really what we did, but we did. We did literally cover both shows. <laughs> right. So, it happened. Yeah. Well, I next week... I ahead, just think ahead. with the Hardcore Homecoming, like, I would want to give it a thumbs up, but like, Cash did, like, really nothing with Scorpio. It was like a I Scorpio do think show. that was that was the biggest letdown for me, is the Cash-Scorpio match, dude. Yeah, and then, like, if you... You know, think back like for me personally, like if I look back and you know, think back about ECW and like the matches that Credible and Win would have, I would be going into this match thinking, oh, okay, they'll have a pretty good match. And really, aside from like the Hurricane Rana off the middle rope through the table, right? That was nothing. Yep, so, I agree. Yeah. Well, we did it. And I'd say, uh, I mean, not that it's like the official what we're watching, but One Night Stands, I think, an easy thumbs up. But Oh, yeah. I don't even think that really needs to be argued. No. I mean, people consider One Night Stand 2005 to be like a top five pay-per-view of all time. I think that's pretty fair. I would, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. Cool. Well, <clears throat> we have one more bonus episode coming your way. It's, I think we're kind of up in the air, unless we are going to for sure try to do that 60-minute uh, match on high spots. Uh, but I guess we can talk off air, and maybe it'll be a little bit of a surprise next week. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really care. I mean, it's the final one that we have to do before Slammiversary. Those guys do have um, history. Daniels and Styles here in uh, TNA. It would be kind of cool to see what they do on the indies against each other. Uh, compared to TNA. So. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So I think that'll be, if we can make that work, I think that can be the plan. It'll be a little bit shorter. It won't be a three-hour show. We'll do notes, and we'll watch a we'll watch a fun match. So there'll still be some good content for you guys. Uh, and then, literally two days after that, we got a big one, and it's Slammiversary 2005, and I cannot freaking wait for that. Yeah, that should be good. Um. All right. Well, next week, is bonus episode 10. And by all accounts, it's going to be a match between Styles and Daniels and PWG. So until then, for Dallas Gridley, I'm Bob Collier Jr., and this has been the TNA Across the Line podcast.